Hello, this is Do Go On. I'm Matt Stewart. And I'm Taran Jayamana. And uh, we're in Sydney. And uh, we're about to be in Brisbane. And we're doing live shows. They're called Dry Dryer. And also, who knew with Matt Stewart in both those cities? And you can get details at mattstewartcomedy.com. Anything else you want to tell the good listeners that do go on, Saran? Well, the whole point of this was you thought that it might be more engaging if you had a different voice. But you've said most of the information. So, hey, come see us in Sydney and Brisbane. Yeah, that was engaging. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnicke, and as always, I'm here with Jess Perkins and Matt Stewart. Hello! Hey, how good is it to be alive? Hey, it's made even better to be alive when we're joined by one of our favourite people in the world. The so-called fifth Beatle himself <laughs> is here, Nick Mason! Yay! Yay. Block forever! Yes, well done! Woo! Thank you so much for being here. It's great to be here. Why I mean, did you, know. you throw in so-called there, Dave? Oh, that's a great question. It's for a bit of fun, a bit of colour. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. just extra words, I think, is so important. Cool. Right. So, on Sorry. a podcast, you're filling, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I just said this was going to be a short one, so we've got to <laughs> just keep going and yeah. going and well, going. Well, to make it even longer, so-called, in brackets, in a positive sense, <laughs> the fifth yeah. beetle himself. <laughs> I, I did get a few uh, tweets and social media messages from people saying, you got to get back on the show. Yeah. The, your, your, your fifth Beatles status is going to be usurped by someone else if you don't come back. Yeah. Right. I think this year, Cass Page has been in mm. a lot of episodes when I went overseas a couple of times. Doing a great job, Cass. So there is competition between the fifth and sixth Beatles. Uh-oh. You don't want to slip out of the top five. I'm not sure that that is even what it means, though. It's not like a, it's not a ranking of appearances, is it? <laughs> now it is. Okay. And that's how they did it in the Beatles. Also, oh, yeah, that's that's, right. they were constantly switching around. <laughs> yeah. What do you th- what do you think that rivalry between Lennon and McCartney was? It was between uh, one or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Who's laughing now, John? Wow. And they had a board. They had a board in the Beatles in the, the Abbey Road Studios, and you could swap them all around except Ringo's. Ringo's was welded like welded <laughs> to the wall. It was always at the bottom. Always number four. Well, he's our fourth Beatle as well. Should I start doing that thing that Ringo does? On social media, which is take photos of albums with his feet in them. Oh, I haven't the seen, frame. That. seen those. 
He's been I, doing a lot of them. I think all the photos of him I've seen is the uh, Peace and Love, and he's just <laughs> on you know the old two fingers up. For sure, yeah. Put them up. Mm. Peace and love. Anyway, it's great to be back uh, for Block. I wouldn't miss it for the world except for all the times I have definitely missed it. But not this week. Not no. This week, and you're here. You're here for a big ep. Ooh. Not top three. Not top four. But the other way. Top one. Top two. Oh, still good. Yes, still, still good. good. This is the second most requested or most voted for, I should say, mm. topic for Blockbustertober slash Blowvember 2022, which, Matt, what does that mean for people who've never heard that before? Well, I put together one of the biggest polls, I think, ever. And it's with <laughs> famous for his large poll, Matt. The, oh, hang on. That's not, not even what I was saying, but the um, it's also true. But what I was... Um, what I was meaning was uh, the most suggested topics are put together in a large poll and then we have thousands of people vote and then the ones that are the most popular go to the top. Now, honestly, the top two, this topic and next week topic were dead level and uh, I had to extend the poll slightly um, to get a result. Ooh. This one is, this is a hot topic. It came down to the wire. It did. <sighs> now, of the, of the Blocktober topics... Which of them this year do you think are going to be turned into major motion pictures? Because oh. a lot of them have been happening. All, yeah. all, yeah. yeah. I think. Yeah. Hang yeah. on. Yeah, all, yeah. all except uh, Apollo thirteen. I think no, that there's no, no hope no, for no ever being a no. major motion picture. Yeah. yeah, whacker for cloaca. I think certainly will be. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. I think George Clooney's in talks to play the cloaca. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Julia Roberts, the whacker. That's so. right. That's right. They've been it's teaming incredible. up a bit lately. Gosh, they're good together. They yeah. are, aren't they? they are so good. Because I noticed they did. You guys did the greatest ever beer run, and then they just did that. Yeah. movie, I think on Apple TV or something. Yeah. Didn't even give it a good name. They're just like. Greatest, greatest, greatest beer wine ever. Yeah, it's fine. I guess. They, yeah. they named it after the guy's book, so blame him. Yeah. Or they named it after a podcast episode, so which was named us. after the book. I but. think it's a good. I think it's a good title for a book. Mm. But I don't, they could have, you know, um, they could have hidden it a little. It could have been a bit more mysterious in the mm. film. Yeah, that's my thought. But. We've got like the cocaine bears coming out soon that's true. as well. Yeah, it does seem to happen a fair bit. Uh, the founder, the McDonald's film, yeah. came out just. Maybe it was it after or before. One more sure. We're on the same time. Yeah. Are we influencers? I think, I think uh, so, yeah. Hollywood influencers yes. is the term I like to throw yeah. around. Mm-hmm. Okay. Usually by coincidence, but a few of these definitely mm. they're going, you know, Spielberg. Yeah. He's listening in mm. and he goes, Hey, um, uh, one of the Martin, yeah, uh, Marty, Marty, like, baby, we're, baby, we're close. I call you Marty. I <laughs> uh, got an idea. Yeah, every week there's a like a junior movie executive in a bathroom, just yeah, with his finger, <laughs> yeah. like, just listening to the podcast, desperate for an idea for yeah, like, please, I'm gonna pitch something good. <laughs> Come yeah. on. He doesn't realize he can just look at the title mm. and then probably just do a Google from there. <laughs> He's like, I've got to listen to this full two-hour report. Come Get on. to the point. Jesus, if preambles go forever. Everyone at work thinks he has some sort of bowel issue because mm. he is in the bathroom for two hours. Wow. He listens to the Patreon as well. That's good, 30 to 40 minutes. Um, but- we should get Al to do a bowel episode there it is. next mm. block. How for the bowel. How, How for the for bowel. The bowel. <laughs> I mean, I feel like first, first go. Yeah, yeah, and that's all it takes. I think yeah. you just having a rhyme now has probably set the wheels in motion for this to become a reality. <laughs> it could happen. Now. <laughs> no, that's how influential rhymes have become. <laughs> it's dangerous in the wrong hands. Yeah, well, it's very dangerous. So I've explained block, but what's this show? How does it work? What we do here is we take it in turns to report on a topic often suggested to us by one of the listeners, go away, do a little bit of research, and then bring that back in the form of a report to the others who often 
nearly always, I'd say, don't know what the topic's going to be. Mm-hmm. I Now, I know the topic, but I can't think of what, okay, uh, what it's called. Because right Matt now. has put together the poll. So, Jess is reporting this week. Yep. The second most requested topic for Blockbuster Turbo. We always start with a question. Jess, what's your question? Which two names, typically female, when combined, create the name of a ship from the 1800s? Oh, Karen Josephine. It's not Karen Josephine. Christine. You can't think of any. Sarah. Christine Sarah. No, incorrect. Mary Jane. Mary is in there. Oh. Is that half a point? Mary, Mary Jane. Mary Joanna. It's not Mary Joanna <laughs> oh. or Mary Jane. Oh, oh. cop that, Auntie Joanna. <laughs> <laughs> it's a name. Okay, Mary. It's come to my mind now, but I feel like I probably, I mean, unless either of you want it, I'll Cel- take this point. Mary so- Celeste. Mary Damn Celeste. It. Sorry to jump in there, Mason, but someone is keeping track of who gets these questions right, and mm. I feel like I've really fallen off lately. So. Well, no, you, you 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 need that point. I need to claw back. Yeah. Also, I didn't know what it was. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Have you heard of that at all? This topic? It sounds familiar. Yeah. Is it, any details? I think familiar? I even myself have put it up for the vote a couple of times, and maybe it's come second every time. So it feels like it's destined to be second, even in the blockbuster topic. It's like the Michael Chang of topics. <laughs> That's right. Except for the time he won the French Open. Hmm. Okay. Who the fuck is Michael Chang? <laughs> the youngest ever man to win it. Really? Michael Chang, I think he was always number two to Agassi oh. and then Sampras. Like he was just, he kept being number two and then another all-time great stepped up and oh, took wow. over number one. He's Poor like, oh, Chang. it was my... Sampras is retiring. Oh, frickin' hell. Here we ah. go. His classic catchphrase. Ah, oh, frickin' hell. Ah, frickin' hell. All the fans by the sidelines with ah, oh, frickin' hell. Oh, yeah, you know, McEnroe was known yeah. for like, come on. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, frickin' hell. Ah, oh, frickin' hell. I've Michael Changed all over here again. <laughs> he was 17 when he won the French Open. Isn't that wild? That, that is, is wild. wild. And it, that's when he peaked. Yeah, picked as a seventeen-year-old. Sadly, yeah. though, I have not written a report on Michael Chang. Oh, oh my goodness! Oh, okay, All right. that's what I would have called the ship. Yeah, the Michael Chang. That's good, actually. That is very good. Um, sadly, I have written a report about Mary <laughs> Celeste. So, <laughs> well, really yeah. sorry. I mean, we're already here. We may as well. Yeah, I. You know, just how many slams did she win? Not many. Oh. No. Well, I guess. Oh, that's one less than Chang. One less than Chang. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this has been suggested by so many people, which isn't a surprise, I suppose. These are um, the most requested topics that are then voted on once again. So um, it's been suggested by Ronan O'Neill, Darren, Cosmo McGee. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to struggle to beat Ronan O'Neill. No, mm-hmm. Cosmo McGee's in there. Josh Z, Nate McLean, uh, Matt Barber, Devin Bruins, Jeremiah Bang, Lewis John Davis, Karen oh, Holly, Niall Somerville, Christina Gonzalez, Corey Smith, Joe Cordell, uh, Don's Ronald. <laughs> There's not a data amongst them. <laughs> Don's Ronald, is there an apostrophe there? Don's Ronald. No, Don's is. Oh, I love Don's work. I've spoken to Don's. I think, yeah, Don's before. Ronald has come up before. Don's. Um, uh, Gotham Kumar, Celeste. Uh, <gasps> Any relation? Yes. Did you say wow. Gotham Kumar? Gotham. That is sick. Great name. That's a great name. And uh, yeah, and and Celeste, who has spelt out or a given phonetic for the surname, so it says Haji, uh, Haji, Haji Ali, Celeste Haji Ali. Thank you, Celeste. So yeah, a lot, a lot of people have suggested this topic. So thank you to them, and hopefully we do it justice, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I love a little expectation setting early. When you're all like, this is big. I was this like, oh, big. no. Second biggest of the year. <laughs> like, I don't think I should be given these responsibilities. <laughs> um, okay. On December 5th, 1872, a crewmate aboard the Die Gratia alerted the ship's captain, David Morehouse, to a vessel about six miles away that seemed to be adrift in the choppy sea. The ship's erratic movement and the odd set of her sails led Morehouse to suspect that something was wrong. As the vessel drew closer, he could see nobody on deck and he received no replies to his signals. So Captain Morehouse was taken aback to discover that the unguided vessel was the Mary Celeste, which had left New York City eight days before him and should have already arrived in Genoa, Italy. He sent two crew members to investigate and offer help, but they found that the ship was completely deserted. Whoa. Whoa. Like sand dunes yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, what do you a reckon? little oasis. <laughs> what, what, do you rec- what do you reckon happened? What do I reckon happened? Yeah, what do you reckon happened? Yeah, skip to the end. Yeah. <laughs> Early theories. <laughs> I'm going to go. I got like four more minutes. So. <laughs> let's, uh, let's move this along. See, if this helps uh, put in a context for people, 1872 is the year before the St. Kilda Football Club mm. formed. Mm-hmm. So that makes you think, doesn't it? A different time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you think maybe they jumped ship in an attempt to get on the team? Yeah. On the, like, oh, they jumped go, off the ship. We've got to go to Genoa, Italy. <laughs> what, and play f- f- football? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't Ugh. think so. No, no, no. no. So, yeah, they jumped off game. the ship and jumped on the Saints bandwagon. That's right. And, uh, <laughs> That's which right. has been a rollicking good time ever since. <laughs> <laughs> I love trying to set drama and it immediately... <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I'm in. I'm, be- I'm being very serious. Yeah. Good. What happened? And I want to maintain all of that throughout the whole report. Yeah, yes, Dave, questions? 1872. Yes. What does put that further into context? That is just 107 years before Michael Chang <laughs> won his one and only French Open Championship. Wow. Jeez. Makes so, you think. Any relation? I believe so, to yes. Celeste who suggested this topic. That I is mean. correct, yes. So that means Michael Chang was alive for the 100th anniversary of the Mary Celeste being found. That's right. That's wow. Just, do you reckon he has any theories? Wow. We, can, can we get Chang him. on the line? I've got yes. him on the phone. <laughs> Go for Chang. <laughs> oh, freaking hell, guys. I don't know. Oh, there is, he's done it again, uh, Chang. Really this is spooky, though. It's a bit spooky. It's a drift. The whole crew, where have they gone? I assume that's, that's lots of people. And they'd left from the same place. And he's like, they left like a, over a week before us. Mm. What are they doing out here? So this, they, they've gone aboard to, uh, to, and they found it completely deserted. The sails were partly set and in a poor condition, some missing altogether, and much of the rigging was damaged with ropes hanging loosely over the sides of the ship. The binnacle, which is sort of a, a, a waist-high case or stand on the deck of a ship, generally... It's pronounced binnacle. Yeah, I was going to say it's probably binnacle. It's, yeah. not, bi- it's not barnacle. Binnacle, you sound ridiculous. It could be binnacle. <laughs> could it be bionicle, the, the Lego spin-off? <laughs> I... The Bionicle. Mm, thank you. Which it, yeah. It, it, Can you tell me again what it is? It, it's a <laughs> case or a stand on the deck of a ship, okay. generally mounted in front of the helmsman, in which navigational instruments are placed for easy and quick reference and also mm. to protect them. So it's supposed to house the ship's compass. It had shifted from its place and its glass cover was broken. And the it's sh- empty. There's nothing in it. Nothing in it. Okay. The ship's only lifeboat was missing. And there was about three and a half feet or one and a half metres of water in the hold, which is a significant but not super alarming amount for a ship of that size. A makeshift sounding rod, which is a device um, for measuring the amount of water in the hold, was found abandoned on the deck. 
just shits shits in weird places. Right. Yeah. How much have you learned about ships this week? Sweet fuck all. Okay. Oh, all right. Because <laughs> you've been you've been educating me. I've not heard of any. Of I these don't things. understand every third word. I'm okay. Saying. <laughs> I'm reading them. Right. That's why I'm like the binacle, and then I've copy and pasted the definition of well, that. Can I tell you? Yeah. You are selling it. Really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, no, seriously, you guys. <laughs> I'm getting seasick from these descriptions. It's amazing. Oh, don't. No, I'm blushing. And that shirt you're wearing, you could be a sailor. Very nautical, I'm always yeah. in a striped shirt. <laughs> yeah. I'm a nautical little girl. Oh, yeah, I can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a nautical little girl. <laughs> That's good stuff. I love to be at sea. I actually hate it. I get very seasick. Ooh. Uh, Jess can get seasick even when she's not on a ship. Yeah, I'm I'm that good. Land sick. Yeah. <laughs> I just get motion sick. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, the man. bionicle on the deck, that seems like a recipe for getting like your stuff stolen. Well, yeah. I think it's, it's like when a tradesman leaves like the ute outside the pub or whatever, and yeah. people just take the tools out. Yeah. I'd be taking the spyglass and the yeah. compasses and whatever. <laughs> how, many, just, I, how many tradies have you robbed? Tons. <laughs> tons. They tons. keep putting them out the front yeah. of the yeah. pub. Mason's <laughs> done full Renault's at his place. <laughs> hasn't right. paid for a single tool. And then I get the tools, chuck them in the skip. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need them anymore. I just steal some more. I just take up space. Yeah, they're all single use as far as Mason's right. concerned. <laughs> Disposable tools. <laughs> They found the ship's daily log in the mate's cabin, and its final entry was dated at 8am on November 25th, nine days earlier. Oh, my goodness. It recorded Mary Celeste's position then as... Um, it's got the actual, like... Degrees and yeah, such. Yeah, okay, right, 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 right. with that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that. But I'm trying... We're trying to solve... We've got to solve this. We yeah, need all the clues. This could be the key. Yeah. I've got my um my satellite system ready to go. Just if you, read out the if coordinates. You, if you copy and paste that and put it in a Google Maps, it'll it'll pop up. It'll tell you where yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's recorded Mary Celeste's position off Santa Maria Island in the Azores, mm. uh, nearly 400 nautical miles or 740 k's from the point where the Diagrata encountered her. So she's drifted for a while. Mm. First mate, Oliver uh, Devo. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's just for the Australians. Yeah, <laughs> I've guy, been yeah. reading this all week and I've only just said it out loud. Fit any nominative determinism at work oh, here? Does he devo. end up pretty Devo? He's a bit Devo. <laughs> uh, he saw that the cabinet... That's devastated, folks. He's yeah. devastated. <laughs> <laughs> he saw that the cabin interiors were wet and untidy from water that had entered oh. through doorways and skylights. You'd be devo at that. You'd be Absolutely. pretty devo. But otherwise, things were in reasonable order. Oh, freaking hell. I'm going to clean up all this freaking <laughs> Oh, no. Chang's devo. Oh, Chang. <laughs> now, do any of these journal entries end in the classic way? They all should win as a disaster with, like, just the, <laughs> yeah. just the pen sliding down the page. Oh, just like, that's good, yeah. Oh, there's somebody coming through the door. <laughs> yeah. And then people reading it are like, hmm. He must have been dragged. Been or yeah. <laughs> He's been dragged by a... Um, you know what? Early doors, I'm going to say it's a polar bear. Okay. I reckon a polar bear got them all. Right. Wow. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that, there was a TV show where that was the twist, wasn't there? Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm being chased by a polar bear. <laughs> yeah. And it's going to get me. Home and away? Yeah, home and away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And polar That's where the away was. It was the Arctic. <laughs> and they famously uh, love binacles. Mm, they so do. So it makes sense that they would and trash, platform, trash yeah. everything mm. looking for their binacle. Yeah, it makes sense. Mesa doesn't binacles, he steals them. <laughs> <laughs> Love to get the, get a rumour going today that you were a, a chronic thief. Yeah, for sure, yeah. <laughs> chronic thief. You, you had the real word for it, which yeah. I liked. I liked and you would thief. too, wouldn't oh, you? Well, yeah, you that's would. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've Take had to deny it so one. many times. So. What does it, because he's Googled, what does it mean to be a chronic thief? <laughs> um, the captain's personal belongings <laughs> were still in his cabin. 
There's plenty of food on board as well. Some sorts of stay about six months worth. Oh, wow. Um, My actual initial thought was, and this is, I don't know, you know, maybe I'm also a thief. You get on board, <laughs> everyone's gone. Do you just let the food go bad or do you go to the freezer and go, no one's having this chocolate ice cream? Yeah, in 1972, there's freezers. There's a bayonetta in here. Yeah, exactly. Chop it up. Fantastic. Fish, my favourite. Just fish? Yeah. Yeah. I love Love fish. fish. You know those those real connoisseurs? (laughs) They just call, you know, a salmon. Oh, it's a fish. I love a fish. Yeah, that's right. I don't discriminate. I ate them all. I love a fish. What did they have back then? It was all like salt beef. It was all like yeah, just yeah, yeah. Most horrifying. You'd probably honestly you'd break out the the rum, wouldn't you? You'd yeah, would. That. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, well, that. yeah, there's a lot of that. Oh. Tin food was it? When was that story you told a while ago? And uh, one of the things that brought them undone was they tin the tins were bad. Bad tins. Was that around this time? Uh, early 20th century, I believe. Oh, so, yeah, not, okay. not too long after this. The Bad Tins Murders. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, you remember that yeah, episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's between then and Michael Chang winning his one and only French oh, okay. Championship in 1989. Does that clear that up? That does. But the same that. century as Michael Chang won his only French Open Championship. Mm. So, he won it in 89. Yeah. Uh, you weren't alive for it. I know, I missed oh, it. I never saw so Chang sorry. at his peak. It's <laughs> disappointing. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I've never pitied you more. <laughs> My one and only regret being born too late. Yeah. <laughs> so there's there's plenty of food on board, so that this they're like, okay, well they haven't bailed because they're out of food. There's no sign of fire or violence. This is from a, a really great, uh, I think, boating website I found, okay. Wikipedia.org. Oh. Right. So everything about every boat. Is that where you got your binacle definition from? Yeah. Um, Why is it called Wikipedia well, if it's, it's a boat, boat term or something? Oh, yeah, it Wiki. It's like yeah, it's like the the fin at the back. Oh, that's There's the a wiki. wiki. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And the pedia? That's the fin at the front. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And an org is like an organisation. You wiki because front and back. Yeah. But, yeah. No, you know, Unfortunately, <laughs> the URL uh, fin at the front, fin at the back was taken. <laughs> it was a bit wordy as well. So but, they went yeah. for the technical terms. Yeah. Rudder. I couldn't think of the word rudder. <laughs> that's what happened there. <laughs> so from uh, wikipedia.org. Um, Devoe returned to report these findings to Morehouse, who decided to bring the derelict into Gibraltar, 600 nautical miles or 1,100 k's away. That's what the derelict is like—a type of abandoned ship, essentially. Right, so a derelict, kind of a, a derelict ship. Devoe brought the derelict ship. That's right. <laughs> Under maritime law, a salver could expect a substantial share of the combined value of rescued vessels and cargo. Sell that ice cream. The- Oh yeah. The I'm exact market. reward mm. depending on the degree of danger inherent in the salvaging. So if it's pretty risky to bring that ship back, you could get more cash. Wow. Oh, I was I was just wondering why they had to move it eleven hundred Ks or whatever it was. It's like, couldn't we just do it here? Can we no? You it's gotta... like a tow truck driver being like, No, sorry, I've got to yeah. drive it across the city, you're paying per kilometre of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. It's gonna be sea serpents <laughs> in on, on Flinders Street. Yeah, yeah. so, so I gotta go I've gotta go round. Yeah. Um Morehouse divided De Gratia's crew of eight between the two vessels, sending Devo and two experienced seamen to Mary Celeste, while he and four others remained on Di Gratia. I'm going to say that different every time. Nice. Um, the what we- does Di Gratia mean? Fucked if I know. Okay. Is what it means. <laughs> okay. Uh, beautiful. <laughs> Fucked if I know. Fucked if I know. <laughs> the weather was relatively calm for most of the way to Gibraltar, but each ship was seriously undercrewed and progress was slow. Um, De Gratia reached Gibraltar on December 12th. Mary Celeste had encountered fog and arrived the following morning. Fog, that sounds dangerous. Does sound a bit. Mm. You're going to put a fog fee in? Yeah, yeah. put in of a course, fog fee. Of course, you're going to put in a fog yeah, fee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. 
Came in a day late, mate. All the fog. Yeah, did you hear yeah. the horn I was blasting? Yeah. Uh, fog horn. Fog. Yeah. It's a bloody premium because we un- we had to undercrew this one, so that we- yeah. you got to pay more. Yeah. And it's a public holiday. Mm. It's a ten percent yeah. surcharge. Boys are doing doubles. Yeah, that's okay, right. Okay, because mm. we don't we don't have enough crew. Mm. And what I know, I got to pay my boys for their doubles. <laughs> you got to pass that on. Is that coming out of my pocket? No fucking chance. Absolutely not. We brought in a big ship, and my boys have been doing doubles. <laughs> you don't want to pay? You can take it up with them. Take it up with the boys, but they're not going to be happy. Let me tell you that. Who do we clear have been doing doubles? <laughs> they have been doing doubles. They're pretty tired from the doubles they've been pulling. So the Mary Celeste was immediately impounded by the Vice Admiralty Court to prepare for salvage hearings. They they went to court for it. Oh. But what the hell happened to the crew of the Mary Celeste? That is a great question. Frickin' hell! Where are they? <laughs> what happened? Where I'm going to rescind my uh, theory of polar bear because you said no violence. Oh, yeah. Unless, or unless fire. The, unless the violence of, maybe the violence of the natural world doesn't count. Yeah, that's you know? right. They're like, oh, we saw a shit ton of claw marks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, like, you know, no gun, yeah, no yeah, bullet yeah. holes. Mm. So it's probably, okay. couldn't have been violence. Mm. Well, let's go back to the ship's very beginnings. Ooh. She was first launched on May 18, 1861. Wait, wait, wait. Was she a tree at any point? Oh, <laughs> yes. Shit. If you yeah. say beginnings, Jess, yeah, please. Can... Well, she wasn't one tree. It's quite a big ship. <gasps> yeah, right. So it's not just Two like trees? a it's not like a one big tree okay. equal. I'm taking three. See, trees. this is the information we need to solve this mm. mystery. I think. Yeah, I don't have. What are we talking? Oak. Uh, I... um, <laughs> pine. Oh. I think somewhere in here I genuinely have the type of wood she was made with. All right, let's get to it. Let's right, get, I'm, let's I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> My money's on balsa. Ooh. Oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> no. Um, so 1861, originally given the name Amazon. She Dot was com. Maybe Amazon. that's com. Was that where she was from. That's where the trees came Next from. Next day delivery. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, right. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry, we tried to drop it up, but you went home. So, <laughs> so we've done a loop around the world. 99.3 feet in length, 25.5 feet broad. They must kill you. I was going to say, so close. Just round it up. I know, 100. and it's like 30.3 metres or 7.8 metres. I'm like, fuck. Um, with a depth of 11.7 feet and uh, 198.42 gross tonnage. That's a, That sounds like a lot of tonnage. Big boat. She was owned by a local consortium of nine people, headed by shipbuilder Joshua Dewis. Among the co-owners was Robert McLennan, the ship's first captain. That happens a lot, where like the captain sort of buys into the ship, sort of like a shareholder. Her maiden voyage was June of 1861, and Amazon sailed to five islands to take on a cargo of timber for passage across the Atlantic to London. Oh, that must have hurt as being a made of yeah, timber herself to, to like carry, carry bit, the corpses yeah. of other maybe friends and family. I know. Yeah. That's rough, isn't it? Yeah. Um and famously no timber in London. There's yeah. There's none of it. Yeah. They got nothing. Yeah. Um I've crumpets. I've added it. <laughs> They've got so many crumpets. So many scones. crumpets. Mm. Uh oh. chimney sweeps. Yeah. Mm. That's right. Sort of those. Sort of yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mary Poppinses. Yeah, there's at least one of those. Yeah. Few Eliza Doolittles, if you know what I mean. Oh, (laughs) I know what you mean. Oh, how lovely. (laughs) Oh, wonderful. Oh, that's what I meant to say. (laughs) I think I was doing the the coffee guy ad again. Yeah. (laughs) Shropshire. How wonderful. (laughs) 
So I mentioned Five Islands there. Just a quick little fun fact here. Five Islands is a rural community in uh, in Nova Scotia. I thought you were just being very vague about the Five Islands. No, no, no. It's the name of an area. It's named after five small islands. (laughs) (laughs) But I I had to include this because of the names of the islands. Okay. Moose. Oh, yes. Diamond. (laughs) Long. Egg. And Ooh. Pinnacle. Oh, that's, that's great. great. Shotgun egg. That Good sounds choice. like a real ragtag I band. want Diamond because they're a girl's best friend. <laughs> oh. Egg's my best friend. So you got Egg. Who wants Moose? I'll, I'll take Moose. Long or Pinnacle? You got Long I'll, or Pinnacle? I guess I'll take Pinnacle. Yeah. Yeah, I should have jumped in earlier. Yeah. You, yeah. you ended up with quick. the Turkish Delight yeah, there yeah, of yeah, that yeah. favourites <laughs> box. <laughs> After uh, supervising the ship's loading, Captain McLennan fell ill. His condition worsened. Um, and the Amazon returned to Spencer Island where McClellan died on June 19th. So probably not a great um, omen. omen when your captain, mm. your first captain on your maiden voyage dies. Do you reckon the ship killed him? <gasps> oh, oh, I think now we're yeah, getting yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. The then ship's it, out for revenge. Then it gets a taste of it. Yeah. It kills the captain. It's like, you know, I'm going I'm, I'm to kill the rest of the crew. Yeah. I'm going to kill the whole crew. You make me take timber That's right. to five islands? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're <laughs> gonna get it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you wait, Mr. McLennan. <laughs> You're gonna get what's coming here. Yeah, you... I'm a ship. Yeah. <laughs> I'm eat ya. <laughs> I'm gonna eat ya. I'm a big ship. How does a ship kill a person? Well, I mean, I assume you're gonna get to that, but uh, yeah. But uh, your early theories are welcome. Um. Well, you know, it's uh, anamorphic. Uh, ship. Am I saying that right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, you know, it it has human-like uh, qualities. Yeah. Mm. Uh, which are soaked in from the you know the, the ghosts of those who've come from your right. <laughs> and <laughs> this um, is a brand new ship. Yeah. And and it's already soaking in ghosts of come from well, your. You know the kids that climbed it and fell from it as a tree. Mm. Oh god. Oh yep. That's grim. That's oh real god, grim. Was killing kids as as a tree. Wow. Yeah. Yes. This thing's been killing for. Decades. It's been killing for quite a while. Guys, are we writing a Stephen King novel right now? I think we might be. Yeah, and it's honestly a little too spooky for me. <laughs> Glad we're not recording this at midnight. <gasps> or on bin night. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's late and I forgot to put it out. <laughs> Is what you'd say if we were, we're recording on bin night. Yeah, yeah, everything's fine. Everything's That's not fine. tomorrow. Yeah. Everything's fine. Um, You'll love this. This is who took over as captain. John Nutting Parker. (laughs) I trust him with my life. Nutting by name? (laughs) Seaman by profession. (laughs) So So he took over as captain, resumed the voyage to London, um, and in the course of which Amazon encountered further misadventures. She collided with fishing equipment in the narrows off uh, Eastport, Maine, and after leaving London, ran into and sank a brig in the English Channel. <laughs> Just hit another boat and sank it. And then did that thing where they blocked the Suez Canal yeah. <laughs> for weeks. Ages. When it was on Twitter. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> did that thing. Did that thing where they blocked a canal. In 1863, Parker was succeeded by William Thompson, who remained in command until... 1867. These were quiet years. Amazon's mate later recalled that we went to the West Indies, England, and the Mediterranean, what we call the foreign trade. Not a thing unusual happened. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> dull, actually. That was just his mate. It's just his mate. Just his mate saying that. <laughs> yeah, okay, again, I don't know what that means. I think it's probably like a first mate, but I don't know what that well, means. I it was just another just, boat, one, yeah. of his, one of his boat friends covering hanging. his tracks. We were just hanging out, <laughs> having a good time. No murders here. Didn't happen. <laughs> Certainly. Yeah, nothing yeah. out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. 
I wouldn't investigate anything. Your ship jumps and vomited up a Skellington. <laughs> Skellington. <laughs> in October 1867 at Cape Breton Island, Amazon was driven ashore in a storm and was so badly damaged that her owners abandoned her as a wreck. Did it have wheels? Yes. Driven ashore. I, honestly, <laughs> I've gotten through one page. Oh, that's great. That's great. <laughs> Congratulations. Well that's, done. That's impressive. And it's a two-page report. Uh, two page it's a two-page report? Okay, so, great. yeah, have some yeah. fun. Um, so yes, it's driven early. ashore, yes, so it, which is bad for a ship. You don't want a ship to be driven ashore. Unless you're that Lotus from James Bond. Oh, and just get up on the... You can wave to everybody on the beach and you can just drive just off. Just drive off. Drive off and a, and a, and a seagull will do a double take on <laughs> yeah. you. What? What? <laughs> okay, what? <laughs> Remember that from James Bond? <laughs> Any double taken <laughs> seagulls? I'm gonna watch more closely. I'm gonna send you a clip. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> On October 15, she was acquired as a derelict by Alexander McBean <laughs> of Nova Scotia. Some great names in this. Alexander McBean. Oh yeah. Fuck, that's good. <laughs> the ship changed hands a couple more times within a short period, and finally being sold to Richard W. Haynes. Haynes paid 1,700 bucks for the wreck. And then spent eight thousand restoring it. Wow! Imagine that would have been a pretty penny back then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a real fixer-upper. Um, he appointed himself as captain, nepotism, um, and registered the ship under. <laughs> hey, his... he, he contributed eight thousand pound, whatever. Yeah, it was. but he just. Uh, I'm captain. All right, fine. Well, whatever your ship, your rules, I guess. <laughs> and and my dad paid for all the instruments in the band, so I'm so I'm also in. So I'm, I'm in actually the, band. the lead I'm in the band. singer. I'm the lead singer also. So I'm actually oh, my the dad drives us. My dad drives us in the van to all the gigs. So, and also I'm a van. <laughs> if ships can eat mm. people, Vans why can't a van can be sing. in a band? Mm. <laughs> this van just wants to sing. Just wants to van sing. Morrison. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Singing vans. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, the, Haynes is the captain, and he's registered the ship under its new name, Mary Celeste. Ooh. That's the name of the ship from earlier. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Any relation? She said the name of the show. <laughs> yeah. Any relation? No. Oh. oh. It's crazy. No, it's the same ship. Oh, oh okay. Just, oh, that was confusing. Just having a bit of fun there. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I know I, that's... I find fun confusing. I know, but I know. <laughs> Stick to the facts. <laughs> However, a couple of years later, the ship was seized by Haynes' creditors. Oh, he spent too much. <laughs> too much, yeah. And it was sold to a New York consortium headed by James H. Winchester. You didn't have $8,000. You had $1. And he said, I'd pay you $7,999 later. <laughs> I'm good for the rest, I swear. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Again, more changes and refurbishments were made to the ship in 1872. Her length was increased oh. to 103 feet, just made it a lot bigger. Mm. Not 105 feet or 104? 103. 103 feet, okay. Um, Makes you wonder if it's even still the same ship. Yeah. Real. That's a great point. Real ship of And is it actually Mary longer? Celeste. Have they done that thing where with buildings where they just chuck a spire? Or I, am, yeah. I imagine a, a pointy yeah. thing at the front. They yeah. put a mermaid at the front. Yeah, they're yeah. like, this is huge. Yeah. yeah how, otherwise, it'd be quite difficult to extend it, wouldn't it? How do you extend a ship? You put a, you put a thing in you the en- middle? You enlarge the wiki at the back. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah, wiki. yeah. Bigger yeah. wiki. Mm. From Wikipedia, this thing's huge. That's right. <laughs> you'd put, if you were the guy re- re- restoring it, you'd put yourself on. Instead of a mermaid, you'd put yourself yeah, on the front. Yeah. I'd, I'd yeah. put myself as a mermaid. Yeah, nice. That's what I would do. And I'd be reading a book to show I'm cultured yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it'd be a really big book. Really big book. <laughs> would you have... What's a big book, Dave? Oh, Maybe big, book, big book of stories. Okay. okay. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Two options. That there. one felt mm. fake. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a book expert. Big book of stories. Yeah. Google it. Look he's, it up right now. He's got a book podcast. Are you yeah. talking about the Bible? 
Is that what you call it? Fuck. Okay, yes. Um, Matt, very important question. You're putting yourself on the front of a ship as mm-hmm. a mermaid. Are you wearing a shell bra or are you topless? Oh, oh is that an option? From the, from the Where are we at? 1870s? Mm. 1860s, 1870s? Yeah, Norg's out, Norg's in. <laughs> <laughs> so it's That's a big, a big question. question. Could yeah. do one in, one out. Oh, yeah. Mm. I, no, just keep, as like keep, keep everyone happy. <laughs> That's true. No. I don't personally like that for myself. Oh, uh, what about, yeah. One Norg in, one Norg out. <laughs> Norg. I haven't heard or said <laughs> that word for so yeah, long. brought it up. <laughs> Norg. He's trying to blame everybody else now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, you, you're disgusting. I mean, that's not very polite, Norg, is it? I call them chesticles. Yeah. Um, no, I would say like a one really long shell, sort of like a, a shell boob tube. Yeah, love that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, great. Okay, good. Good to know. It's got like a crayfish. I'm just, I'm just working on something for your next birthday, so it's good to know. <laughs> is this the cake? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm building him a ship. <laughs> I know all about it now. So yeah, they've 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 renoed the ship some more, and with a new and improved vessel came a new and experienced captain. I dead. like that. I- <laughs> dead in jail in debt. I really hope the mics can pick up. This feels now like we're in a ship because there's yeah. a bit of a downpour happening outside. It sounds like the a, mics probably won't. An pick incredible up, but- tempest out there. Oh, it? Yeah. Is this the first time you had some rain outside? This full that on, big, yeah. yeah. And it is funny because we do often mention when there's noise like that and mm. you cannot hear no, it i can never hear it but, and i always it. say we shouldn't say that because mm. yeah we sound point. like we don't know we're, we're losing it <laughs> but that's right. quite heavy can you, can you hear that i don't know man what I'm is wet. that i'm wet <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm a ghost i'm the ghost of stupid old studios <gasps> oh no yeah. I used to be the ghost of whatever this was before Stupid Old Studios, but... Wow. Yeah, yeah. was there like a half-painted mural of some Mai Tai people? Yeah, yeah. they did a Krav Maga. Krav Maga, oh, okay. sorry. Self-defense place. Mm. Which, yeah, I, I got I got Krav Maga to death. That's why I'm here. <laughs> I, got, I, was, I, was, I was like, I, I reckon I could take you, mate, and then he Krav maga me and I was dead. <laughs> he Krav maga me right in the face. Yeah. Oh. I'm done. He Krav Maga... <laughs> Was that anything? It's the one thing you can never do. <laughs> crab your magar. Yeah, yeah, that's against the rules. Yeah, that's that's a low blow to nice. crab somebody's right near magars. That's yeah. no good. <laughs> so we've got a new captain. Who's the new captain? 37-year-old Benjamin Spooner Briggs. Oh. No, is that hyphenated? Uh, no. Well, so his middle name's Spooner. Spooner. And he tells people. <laughs> it's fascinating. Briggs. Mm. Benny Briggs. Briggs. Benny Briggs. Spooner's, God, Spooner's great. I'd mm-hmm. be going by Spooner. Captain Spooner. Hello. <laughs> Biggest big spooner or little spooner? Uh, I, I'm a little, personally. <laughs> but, but what about spooner? He'd be the biggest spooner of all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Captain Briggs, he was born into a nautical family. His father was also a captain, and all but one of his siblings had also chosen a life on the sea. What was the other one? A juggler. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they were, we don't talk about him. Uh, in 1862, he married his cousin, Sarah Elizabeth Cobb, and they had two children, Arthur, born in 65, and Sophie, born in uh, 1870. Whole bloody, bloody, bloody cutlery drawer, am I right, folks? <laughs> <laughs> On account of all the spoons, sp- spoon, spooners. <laughs> was it- <laughs> that is good stuff. Yeah, thank you. I want to say that right off the bat. <laughs> that is fantastic. You're welcome. You can use that. You can thank use you. That. Can I have that? Yeah. But uh, like, was there a time where it was, you just didn't meet people outside your immediate family? Yeah. Because it feels like that happened more often back in the day. Yeah. Hey, oh, I'm just going to marry my cousin. Yeah. 
That's what they say as they leave the I mean, house. The, ro- the royals did it a lot. Yeah, and I picture them from the past. Yeah. Mm. That was in the wedding vows. Oh, I'm just going to marry my cousin. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you didn't. your social circles were smaller then. Mm. You know? Yeah, hey, keep, keep the family united. You don't travel that much yeah. unless you're a person who... Travels for work mm. probably have plenty of opportunities tra- to meet lots of people. World, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, but apart from that, yeah, you know, it's a small circle. And if yeah, you've got and you a really hot cousin, no cho- choice unless unless you're a travelling guy. In which case, exactly, it's a choice you've made to it's be an a, absolute to be a freak, choice, an absolute yeah. freak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. Like you say, Jesse, if you've got a hot, you've cousin, got a hot cousin, you got to lock that down. <laughs> uh, yeah. You'd be a fool to walk away from a hot cousin. This guy, Benjamin, had like four other siblings. Like any of those could have. Oh, they could have pounced, snagged the hot cousin, or he could have married any of them. I guess. Oh my god, yeah, he could have mm. married his hot brothers. So easy. Jeez. It's yeah. like he wasn't thinking. Where was his head at? Yeah, right. Idiot. He really oh. settled for this hot cousin. <laughs> always off with the seas. Oh, oh look at the waves. Oh, oh wow. that's where he's always he's dreaming of the waves. Mm. He's Come got his on. Head mate. in the waves, this <laughs> boy. <laughs> he's got a wet head. They <laughs> <laughs> should have called him wet head spooner spooner man. Yeah, that's wet head spooner man. They should have called him Mr. Dishwasher. Yeah. He's a head's Spoons in the. I don't know. Wet. He's got it's wet, wet spoons. Wet spoons. Yep. Wet spoons. Yeah. He <laughs> came back around. Well done. Yeah. Um. I gotta say, right off the bat, that is good stuff. <laughs> you can use that. <laughs> From the time of Sophia's, uh, uh, Sophie or Sophia is their daughter. Um, by the time of her birth, Briggs had achieved a high standing within his profession. Never the guy the- that gave himself his own job. No, no, no. <laughs> no, this is a different one. This is a different one. Okay. Nevertheless, he considered retiring from the sea to go into business with his seafaring brother, Oliver, who had just grown tired of, of the wandering life. And he was also very hot, his brother. So. Like, <laughs> I cannot be bothered going to sea anymore, so I'm going to go into business with my brother who goes to sea. Goes to sea. <laughs> Doesn't feel like a great way to get out. They did not proceed with this project, but instead invested his savings, um, each invested his savings in a share of a ship, Oliver in Julia A. Halleck and Benjamin in Mary Celeste. Mm-hmm. But maybe he should have pursued that business with his brother a little harder. Okay. So Captain Briggs is, uh, you know, a part shareholder. He's a captain of the Mary Celeste uh, for her maiden voyage since her extensive renovations. He arranged for his wife, Sarah, and daughter, Sophia, to accompany him um, while his school-aged son, Arthur, was left at home with his grandmother. Uh, Did he, he marry her? Uh, <laughs> yes, the the seven-year-old boy married his grandmother. It was a different time, wasn't it? A beautiful mm, time, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. If you got a hot grandma, you got to lock that down. <laughs> Your other cousins might get in there. Your other cousins first. might get in. Wasn't that the disappointing thing about Harry? He ended up. I think that's why England's so annoyed with uh, him marrying an American yeah. because his hot nana was right there. Right there. He's got some some beautiful hottie cousins, you know. Yeah. Marry one of them. And they're like, "Geez, she's from another country." Yeah. You are. Uh, we're not. <laughs> We're not in the business of widening the gene pool. No, 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 no. What about your stepmother, Camilla? (laughs) Yeah. Marry her. You know, is that far enough away? Yeah. If we deepen this gene pool too much, people will drown. This is safety. (laughs) We'll put a fence around it. It's a puddle. That's nice. It's it's the first time I've heard the royal family um, described as a puddle, (laughs) and I think it works. Yeah. Absolutely. On many levels. Um, So um, Briggs, was he was careful to pick a skilled crew. He's um so remember he's like he's choosing this crew for their skill levels. Mm. You got an escape artist. <laughs> you, got, you got a bomb guy. Yeah. You got, got a man a, in a van. You got a guy van. who could do lots of different accents. You got the wheel man. He's <laughs> yeah. turning the big yeah. the big wheel. The little little guy. You're not sure what he's gonna do, but when he does it, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. my god, holy yeah. shit, he'll go crazy. Yeah. 
So you got the first mate, Albert G. Richardson, who was married to a niece of Winchester. So it was nepotism again. Right. Um, <laughs> very skilled. Very nepotism. skilled. You yeah. pick them based on their skill, but also the bosses. And, uh, and I don't know many people. <laughs> Yeah. It's one of the one of the few people I've seen before. But they'd Everybody, sailed together apparently. Everybody else before. has like a missing leg or something. So like you know, you which you'd think would put them right up the list. All right. And you know, shipmen. If I'm drawing a ship person, yeah, got a peg leg. Peg leg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And they and he's overlooking them. At least right. one person's got a bird mm. on their shoulder. Yeah. You know, yeah. That says kind of creepy things, and you're like, oh god. <laughs> ah, marry your cousin. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, Which wasn't seen as creepy back then. Of no, course. now though. It was seen as sound yeah. advice. Yeah, that bird was saying, don't marry your cousin. Yeah, and they're <laughs> yeah. like, what the fuck is this bird's problem? This <laughs> bird's a sicko. <laughs> <laughs> Walk the plank, bird. We had second mate Andrew Gilling, steward Edward William Head, and four general seamen. <laughs> All right, grow up. Ed. Grow up, Dave. Head, head. Head, head. Oh, I've only just gotten it. Okay, that is good. <laughs> That's good stuff. Then there were, yeah, four other crew members who were all uh, German and from the Frisian yeah, Islands. Brothers Volkert and Boy Lorenzen, Arian Martins, and Gottlieb Goodschau. Oh, yeah. Nice. Incredible name. I really only added those because they were great names. I think Gottlieb Goodschau is one of our listeners, actually. Mm. Beautiful name. Beautiful name. Imagine a beautiful boy person. Or girl. Yeah. <laughs> was one of them called Boy? Yeah. You there, Boy. I saw it written in one source as like Boz. It was B-O-Z, but then several others had it as B-O-Y-E. Oh, oh yeah. combine them. Boys. Boys. <laughs> So the Mary Celeste was loaded up with cargo, and their cargo was 17, well, actually, it was 1,701 barrels of alcohol. Wow. Hey, drink one or throw it overboard. Mm. That's right. We don't Thank need you. this. 1,701. Yeah, yeah. Roll it off the plane. <laughs> go on. Go on. Why do you need just one extra? They've, all pa- they've partied, and mm. they've all fallen overboard or something. That's what's happened. That's one thing. Yeah, they start with 2,000. Yeah, yeah. That's right. In a letter to his mother on November 3rd, Captain Briggs wrote, Our vessel is in beautiful trim and I hope we shall have a fine passage. <laughs> on Tuesday morning, November Slides the 5th, Mary Celeste left Pier 50 on the East River in New York City. Again, from that wonderful boating website, wikipedia.org. The weather was uncertain and Briggs decided to wait for better conditions. He anchored the ship just off Staten Island, where Sarah used the delay to send a final letter to her mother-in-law. Tell Arthur, she wrote, I make great dependence on the letters I shall get from him and will try to remember anything that happens on the voyage which would, would he would be pleased to hear. Mm, or anything what might happen. Yeah, yeah that'd be great All if she clues. could explain it. Yep. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll let him know. The weather eased a couple of days later and Mary Celeste left the harbour and entered the Atlantic. The next time it was seen was when Captain Morehouse's Digratia came across it abandoned a month later on December 4. Ooh. What do you reckon happened? I'm back to polar bear. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. drunk polar bear. Drunk polar bear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what was that other thing we said? Oh, and it ate and it ate the, the ship. The, the ship, ship ate. Yeah, them. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the po- the polar <laughs> yeah. bear got him. And then the ship's like, Ugh, well, as I'm not going to leave them lying as around. As is tradition, you li- you have an extra cask of rum for the pol- any polar bears you mm-hmm. might meet. Hence the yeah, yeah 1701. Right. It's a bit like uh, how we leave out milk for Santa. You leave exactly. out rum for polar bears. For polar bears. Yeah, Bundaberg rum. Bundaberg, Bundaberg of course, rum. Exactly. Right. Yeah. That's why it all makes sense. That it completely makes sense to me. So if a polar bear turns up on your boat, so there's no sign of violence. If I see a polar bear on my boat, I'm just jumping off. Totally, yeah. yeah. I'm getting out of there. See yeah. you later. Well, I'm partying with a polar bear. Oh, He's okay. probably got merch and stuff. Yeah, give yeah, you a foam yeah. hat or something. Well, you know? I'm not arguing with a polar bear. If a polar bear's like, get the fuck off this boat, I'm mm. like, yep, 
Fair enough. <laughs> so there doesn't have to be signs of violence. That's I think true, just yeah. the intimidating presence of a polar bear yeah. would be enough. So he just have to point over the edge and I'd just go, yep. Yeah, no, roger that. Yeah. Gotcha. Didn't you have the, what was the rhyme you told us recently, Dave, about bears? It was like, uh, if, if, if it's brown, flush it down. <laughs> <laughs> if it's black, call the quack, doctor. Because <laughs> it's not good. Or you've been taking iron supplements. Yeah. I think that's, is that what you're asking about, Matt? If it's black, fight back. If it's brown, lie down. If it's white, say good night. Yeah, something like that? it's like, it's like oh, you've so got just no... go have a little nap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good night. It was a good night. It was something like, it was basically like, you've got no hope. You're yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think I think my response, regardless, would be panic. Hmm. If it's um, a Berenstain, call on your friend Frankenstein <laughs> to fight on your behalf. Uh, yeah, and if it's Frank, if it's Berenstain, yep. Mandela effect. Have you seen? That's right. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. i got to get something off my chest. Okay. I ate your last biscuit. I was that saving has been, them for my wedding. That has been stressing. <laughs> that has been stressing me out. I'm so sorry. I feel a lot better to get that off my chest. You know, keeping things bottled up can affect people negatively, and that had been affecting me. And that feel that's a weight off my shoulder. Yeah. It was delicious. I'm not sorry, but I did take the last biscuit he, that he was saving for his wedding. I didn't know that. <laughs> That is upsetting to hear, but I think I'm going to have to get some uh, positive coping skills, learn to set some boundaries. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you could give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, so it's very convenient. It's flexible. You can fit it around your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist. You too can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com D-G-O today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash D-G-O. <laughs> so earlier we left off with the Mary Celeste being taken to Gibraltar. Um, from accounts I read, people seemed less interested in finding the 10 people. There were seven or 10 people on board. Um, they were more interested in salvage hearings. Essentially, can we get some cold hard cash from finding this abandoned ship? So salvage court hearings commenced on December 17. It was four days after Mary Celeste arrived back in Gibraltar. They're just like, let's get stuck into this. Who mm. gets some cash? The hearing was conducted by Frederick Solly Flood, who's Attorney General of Gibraltar. And he was described by a historian of the Mary Celeste affair as a man whose arrogance and pomposity were inversely proportional to his IQ. <laughs> <laughs> I love that combo. And so he wasn't pompous, but he was very clever. Very <laughs> smart <laughs> and humble. Oh, that's great. An absolute king. Um, but also as the sort of man who once he made up his mind about something couldn't be shifted. It's funny a historian getting this just from like, just from anecdotal stuff or from right from the writings of this guy, like this fucking pompous <laughs> yeah. asshole. After hearing testimonies, Flood was convinced that foul play had occurred and that the ship's massive alcohol cargo was the reason. 
He ordered an examination of Mary Celeste, which was carried out by John Austin, surveyor of shipping. It's great. Stay weird. (laughs) (laughs) He noted cuts on each side of the bow, caused, he thought, by a sharp instrument. Polar bear claws. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And found possible traces of Wolverine. (gasps) Was Wolverine alive? I think he might have been alive at this point. Because he's like immortal or something. He's older than you think. He's a slow ager. Yeah, something like that. Which is tricky because Hugh Hugh Jackman's a normal ager. Oh, not quite normal. As far as we know. Yeah. Maybe he's not, though. He he looks great. He's coming back, isn't he? He's coming back. Yeah. To do Deadpool. Yeah, and to to sink a ship. Holy shit. Do you know that? Well, I because that, that was connects a directly had, to this. That was oh, a reveal okay. I had coming New up, theory, which I think now it's Wolverine. Spoiled. Yeah, I think it might Wolverine. be Wolverine. God, you guys are just not letting me build the drama here. <laughs> Cuts Hugh on the bow. All about the drama. Cuts as well. on the bow. Mm. He also found possible traces of blood on the captain's sword. Oh, okay, <gasps> all right. The captain's polar bear blood. Mm. No polar bear sword. <laughs> he dueled the polar bear to yeah. the death. Wow. And Pretty the polar crazy. bear was like, if you lose, you all have to jump off. I'm not going to kill you. Yeah. You're going to jump <laughs> off the ship. Jump. Take your chances out there. His report emphasized that the ship did not appear to have been struck by heavy weather. A diver's report on the hull concluded that the ship had not been involved in a collision or run aground. So they're like, okay, there's no. Well, they're... essentially, they're trying to think of like reasons why a captain would call for an abandoned ship. And so, like, if they run aground, no big damage to it. They've come across really bad weather, no. They've taken on a little bit of water, but, like, nothing that's super dangerous. And These that- reports, they're like um, the podcast of their day. Oh, my Everybody's God. just sitting around and they're just like, <laughs> yeah. and then and there was blood on the sword? Are you kidding me? Yeah. This is great. Wow. Our lives suck. <laughs> we live in this stupid town. Thank God for our attractive cousins. <laughs> Another round of inspections were carried out by a group of Royal Navy captains, and they also agreed that cuts on the bow had been caused deliberately. Oh. Now, where's the bow again? That's on the outside bit, right? Yeah. When the bow breaks, the crane will fall. No, that doesn't help. <laughs> that must be different. The bow is just like the, the bottom bit, right? Yeah, the yeah. bottom bit. Yeah, the so hull. It's, it's the outside. What's the, the hull then? The inside. The hull's the inside. I think the bow is the front. Isn't the stern the back? Oh. Yeah. I'm so sorry, boat people. Port, portman, <laughs> portmanteau side? Is that one? Yeah, that's the absolutely, yeah. That's, right. that's right. And then you got the, you know, the other one. Mm. It's when the deck goes into the poop deck. That's yes. the portmanteau. It's with a bit now, of the Now the poop deck. Oh, now now, I, yeah, now, now I'm it. with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bow is the forward part of the hull. Okay. Of a ship or boat. The point that is usually most... Forward when the vessel is underway. So what Mesa said. So the front of it. I so just I just played a Monkey Island game. That's that's how. I okay. Played. Oh my god, the new one. The new is one. it out? Yeah. <gasps> hey, you want to do a primates after this? Yes, Matt. <laughs> is it good? Yeah, I liked it a lot. Fuck yes, yeah. I loved Monkey Island, mm-hmm. and I did see that that was coming out, and I got very excited. Okay, great. I know what I'm doing this weekend. <laughs> Probably editing this podcast. Mm. <laughs> nah, I'm gonna play video games anyway. So they um. So they were deliberate. They reckon they were deliberate cuts. How big were these cuts? I had uh, pretty big. Like sword big or like a bigger thing. What answer would you prefer? Wolverine. Like a real big one, yeah. Ooh, okay. Even bigger. Oh, bigger than yeah, like big. a big Wolverine. Like a big, like a like, bigger Wolverine. Like yeah. saber tooth. Mm. See, like a big. He's Wolverine? a bigger Wolverine, but his claws are smaller. Yeah. What? Because yeah, yeah, his yeah. teeth are bigger. Mm. Uh, yeah. so they have like walrus tusks. I would have called him the no, walrus. like saber like tooth. Oh, that's a, any relation? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, Whatever the most exciting size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And cuts. is it cuts on the outside or inside? Well, I mean, it's on the bow, so it's on the outside. 
Okay, not the inside of the bow. That's right. The inside of the bow is probably called something else. They got a name for freaking every yeah, yeah. Every <laughs> square foot of the right. boat's got these, a different freaking name. Nerds. <laughs> oh, I've got to name every part of the boat. <laughs> what, you can't just point? And you can't go point, that point bit? go inside bit, the outside God. bit, and the poop deck. That's God. all you need. That's all yeah. you need. Definitely don't get rid of the poop deck. Mm-hmm. Where would I poop? <laughs> I still don't know what a poop deck is. No. I, I don't want to know. It. Don't at me. I don't care. Yeah, but you do okay. swab it, don't you? You got to swab it. Mm. You uh, got to swap the poop. That's good it. advice. Check on account of poop, probably. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not to test for COVID. They also discovered stains on one of the ship's rails and um, that they thought might have been blood, together with the deep mark possibly caused by an axe. What? Okay. These findings. No signs of violence before. <laughs> yeah, that's right. These findings strengthens Flood's belief that human wrongdoing or foul play was the cause of the mysterious disappearance. They asked the, the first time, they're like, any signs of violence? And they just looked at the deck and there was nobody there. Nah. They're like, nah, I can't see any violence. Nah. <laughs> now there's axe marks. I'm leaning towards some sort of sword axe fight. Oh, yeah. And just people flailing around. And Vikings? Slice. Yeah, maybe Vikings, yeah. So you're just on a ship. Like, what if you just dropped an axe one day and like... Mm. What if Giblets was there and his axe? Oh, yeah, yeah nice. Giblets. Yeah, I like it. On January 20- I, I do think now that the axe is in play, I'm way back to my theory that the, the boat was seeking vengeance. It mm. had the axe used on it, and it was turning the axe back on wow. to the humans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's cracked it wide open. That's right. <laughs> like an axe. Thank you, Meso, for joining us. And, um- I'd lo- I'm going to ask someone to clip out Jess saying wow there. I want that to be my morning <laughs> alarm, just to gently be woken up. Uh, feeling good. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. Wow. <laughs> no, you did your best. I'm not having a go at you. <laughs> I think you did more than you probably should have been able to do. That. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good. <laughs> On January 22nd, 1873, Flood sent reports uh, to the Board of Trade in London, adding his own conclusions that the crew had gotten at the alcohol and murdered the Briggs family and the ship's officers in a drunken frenzy. They'd okay. cut the bows to simulate a collision, then fled in the lifeboat to suffer an unknown fate. This is the these are the leaps that Flood has made. Right. He's like, no they got evidence. into the booze, killed everybody, bailed. He's just and done and some fanfic there. And he's named yeah. the people they've killed and everything. Yeah. Like, must probably that guy. Who, who's to say it wasn't the family that did the killing? Yeah, exactly. The family killed the crew and then they No evidence of the yeah. family being killed or anybody right, being yeah. killed. Because the boys are just done double. The boys so, are doing double. You know, they're not in their right minds. They don't have time to murder. They're no. doing double. <laughs> They'd be naked. Maybe it was a combo. Maybe it was some members of the family and some members of the crew killed the remainder of the family and the remainder of the yes. crew. Yes, yeah, it probably... could have been an alliance struck. That's right. I reckon it, the two-year-old was the one yeah, leading everything. masterminded it, yeah. Maybe maybe there was a fight over attractive cousins. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's why the family split up because, you know, brother-on-brother brother action. Not yeah. in that way, but they were sort of fighting because... <laughs> yeah. That's my hot fight. cousin. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also my hot cousin. Yeah, no, because one doesn't really understand how families work. Grab your and the sword. The two-year-old's like, you should kill each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you should kill each other. Kill him. <laughs> kill him. Um. Oh man, that's that's now this Stephen King novel is really coming together. Yeah, it's good the stuff. two-year-old who can and the haunted boat as well with the the, the like Christine the haunted Holy car. Holy shit! Whatever that car was. That's, there's almost too much good stuff yeah, in the script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. That'd be the only problem. Oh, not not for Stephen King. No. You just bloat that thing. You bloat it up. <laughs> okay. You just keep it going. <laughs> bloat it up. Bloat it up. Ah. 
So not only was he throwing accusations around about the crew of the Mary Celeste, Flood also thought that Morehouse and his men were hiding something, specifically that Mary Celeste had been abandoned in a more easterly location and that the log had been doctored. Again, they weren't being paid by Nautical Mile, so I don't really know why. And what? Yeah, so he's and he he's just jumped to this well, conclusion. Well, he right? just couldn't accept that Mary Celeste could have travelled so far without a crew, right? Because he doesn't understand that water moves. <laughs> James Winchester arrived in Gibraltar on January fifteenth. Remember, he's like one of the main owners of the ship because um, he was there to inquire when Mary Celeste might be released to deliver her cargo. They still had cargo to deliver, so he's like, I got a job to do. I got ask her, my boy. Okay. My boy's doing doubles. <laughs> he's doing doubles. Flood demanded a surety of $15,000, money Winchester did not have. Um, and, and Winchester became a bit, he became aware that Flood thought Winchester might have deliberately engaged a crew that would kill Briggs and his officers as part of some conspiracy. Now, what the conspiracy was, don't know, but Flood was like, yeah, you did it. <laughs> Sounds like Flood's He's losing lo- it. lost Flood's his mind. Alone. Mm. Um, and it's a lot of fun. A loon wolf. A loon wolf. <laughs> On- <Is that> anything? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm going to use it. So okay. I'll right. use that That's one. yours. Yeah, thanks. On January 29, during a series of sharp exchanges with Flood, Winchester testified to Briggs's high character and insisted that Briggs would not have would not have abandoned the ship except in extremity. Flood's theories of mutiny and murder received significant setbacks when the scientific analysis of the stains found it on the sword and elsewhere um, showed they were not blood. Grape juice. Yeah. That's so cutting funny. grapes. Yeah. He's like, I reckon they're murder. That's blood. It's murder. There's blood everywhere. And they're like, no, there isn't. Well, what if there was, though? It makes you think, doesn't yeah. it? The yeah. stains are green or something. Yeah. It just the society no we live in these days, it could have been blood. And that actually says a lot about mm. people and so, life. So, think about that. You know. These days, Flood would just write a book, you know, every now and then, this, like a book on like what really happened to JFK comes out and they go on TV and they say, no, this definitely happened. Yeah. Yeah. Like they've just been in their attic for too long and convinced themselves, <laughs> yeah. this definitely happened. Yeah. I just read my own book back. Yeah. Wow. And it puts it all out in plain <laughs> yeah. English. This guy gets it. <laughs> <laughs> a second blow to, floods, uh, to Flood followed in a report commissioned by Horatio Sprague. <laughs> nice. The American consular in Gibraltar. Um, in in their view, the marks on the bow were not man-made, but came from the natural actions of the sea on the ship's timber. Oh, so dear. it's just normal marks <laughs> on the ship. Why is this ship wet? They <laughs> wet it with blood. <laughs> what the hell? It's wet because they've been cleaning up blood. <laughs> so, we've, we've had a week of hearings, and I think it's time to bring in somebody who knows something about boats and water. <laughs> <laughs> Finally do that. That would be good. <laughs> this guy's surname was Floods. We thought he would it's know. It's a pretty wet name. He seems like a fucking <laughs> lunatic. Uh, I'm calling him the Loon Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Looking around. Is it catching on? You <laughs> 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 keep saying it. No one else is. Uh, so it, they're not even like noteworthy marks. They're just... Every yeah. boat would have similar They're sort of water marks. marks. Yeah, it's just marks. No, <laughs> so you know, funny. like brushing up against things, or and same with the sword. Is, is They're my just bathroom normal ceiling an abandoned ship because of all the water marks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like putting the exhaust fan on; it's too loud. <laughs> <laughs> with nothing concrete to support his suspicions, Flood reluctantly released Mary Celeste from the court's jurisdiction 
on Feb 25th. And as for the salvage hearings, eventually the salvages received a payment, but only for about £1,700, which was around a sixth of what the vessel was insured for. And this was far lower than the general expectation. One authority thought that the award should have been twice or even three times that amount, given the level of hazard in bringing the derelict into port. All that fog. Sea serpents. So they're like, what the fuck? Mm. We're going to get no money. No more money for me, please. Come on. This hey. boat was trying to eat us. Come all on. the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my boys are doing doubles. And <laughs> I don't even get any money for it. Freaky, freaking hell. Oh, freaking hell. I should have paid twice that amount of money. <laughs> that boy's doing doubles. Ah, you're paying us for singles. <laughs> what about my boys? <laughs> hey. Hey, about my boy. I don't double. <laughs> Look what they've done Come to my on. boys. Look what they've done to my boys. What they've done to my boys. My boys. <laughs> they've done so many doubles, they've done quadruples now. <laughs> Come on. Crazy. Doubling over. Is the fog a Stephen King thing? Ooh, the mist is. The mist. I mean, we could, this, there's more elements coming. What if the fog in this case mm-hmm. is Gone. somehow sentient? Oh, and it's friends with the ship? <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's great. No, cousins. Nice. Oh, attractive then, cousins then of the ship. Then we can have some romance yeah. as well. Okay, that's no good. stronger bond <laughs> with someone and their attractive cousin. <laughs> Who's your attractive cousin? You bloody, bloody Mine's call a it, scientist. Bloody, bloody call it foghorn, if you know what I mean. Oh, oh that's hot. A can of roots and stuff. <laughs> you know? Fog porn. Oh, <laughs> there it is. So Foghorny. No, no. The one you said first was best. <laughs> there's several theories of what happened. They all come from flood. All from flood. No, no, no. From lots of people. From um, us. Let's from you. You're gonna read we'll out see the ones if, we'll we've see said. if some of them align with what we've okay, already right. said. One theory bandied about in the 19th century was that the crew members drank the alcohol on board and mutinized. We we kind of heard that earlier. Mm-hmm. Nine of the 1,701 barrels in the hold were empty. Nine barrels of it. Oh. But the empty nine had been recorded as being made of red oak, not white oak. And red oak is known to be more porous and therefore more likely to leak. No. So just those exact nine that were empty Mm. were made of a porous wood, which is known to leak. Okay. Ah. So do do with that what you will. It's a bad choice for a barrel. It is a bad choice Mm. for a barrel. Yeah, yeah. The white oak was a much better choice. It's a bad choice for one barrel, let alone nine Nine barrels. Nine barrels, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's nine times the trouble. What were they they thinking? Mm. They weren't. Probably that they'd run out of the other stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, just use the other. Just oh, I need nine more. Just make another red one. Other theories pointed blame at the German brothers on board, Volkert and Boy Loren- Lorenzen. Those German brothers. None of, their, none of their personal possessions were found on the abandoned ship, leading people to believe that they had prior knowledge that they'd be leaving the boat and planned to take all their stuff with them. So maybe they're behind it all. He's, he even took his Game Boy. <laughs> took all his, yeah. well, he never went anywhere without his Game never Boy. Never went his Game Boy. But a documentarian called Anne McGregor found out that the brothers had lost their possessions in a shipwreck earlier that year. My Game Boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone. Which I find kind of funny. It's like they... That A, that shipwrecks were so common, mm. but also B, that like they just didn't get anything else. It's like, well, oh, we're yeah, close right. on our all back. All their yeah. stuff, yeah. Plus, she adds, they had no motive. And there'd also there'd be a million reasons why their stuff wasn't there. Yeah. Maybe they they saw that it was all happening and they escaped first. You know, they yeah. got out of, you know, there's a, there's one of, a, you know, there's probably there's another no, million. I know. It's so, there's, there's just one of the million. <laughs> yeah. I could list them all now if you want, but I, I oh, it's mean, okay. we probably don't have time, do no, we? No, we don't have, not for a million. Because I'd love to. You could do to. five. 
No, I mean, I, yeah, we probably don't we have time. We've got time for five, I reckon. Yeah, yeah we've got time for, <laughs> five. Yeah, time for five. So you've got, they they saw it happening and, and went mm. and got their stuff. What else? Yeah. Uh, one of them saw it happening and got both of their stuff. Yep. Yep. Uh, the other one. Yep. All right. Saw yep. it happening and got that's both. Three. That's three. Um, three solid. Maybe uh, they had a bet that uh, one of them said, hey, Boz, bet you can't throw all of our stuff overboard. Yep. And Boz said, you just watch. Yep. <laughs> And then he went, no, my Game Boy. Yeah, Because yeah. he didn't think about it. Yeah. yeah that's that's four. That's yeah. four. And then the fifth one is uh, spontaneous combustion. That's right. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, that's just five of yeah. the yeah. million possibilities. Yeah, yeah. Those double-A yeah. batteries in the Game Boys, yeah. they were notorious. Yeah. That's right. Suddenly <laughs> catching fire. You've got to be careful. Not fire, Dave. Oh, no, that's the same thing, isn't it? Combustion. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, no, no, you no. fool. <laughs> the main theory for a while was that Captain Morehouse and the crew of the De Gratia, De Gratia had faked the shipwreck to get the salvage payment as Mary Celeste was overinsured. But again, no evidence of this. And again, there was no sign of violence or fighting, so it seemed very unlikely. Mm, and they didn't get much for it. Mm. Exactly. So that wouldn't have even paid off. So they got like £1,700 for killing everybody on the ship. Yeah. <laughs> it's not worth it. Not worth it. Um, according to one source I found, museumhack.com. Nice. <laughs> On top of that, the captains of both ships had been friends. Briggs was a seasoned seaman and well-respected in shipping circles. Seasoned seaman. When the, when the digratia... What are you, how do you... Paprika. Season, yeah. yeah. Of course. I like a little basil, as the Americans say. Basil over here, yeah. of course. When the digratia... Oregano. <laughs> or Oregano. When the Digradia first spotted the abandoned, I'm still trying to quote this one thing. Or paper, as they say over there. Paper. Paper. What about nutmeg? Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Craig, they say that funny as well, don't they? Oh, Craig's the best of all of them. They're so convinced they're right. It's Craig. Do they call Greg's Grey? Greg? (laughs) Greg! Love it. I love it. I love culture. I love cultural differences. I do do also. My favourite, I love... We say bucks parties. Mm-hmm. English say stag do's. Oh yeah, and the Americans say bachelor parties. That's right, Isn't and they that go fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's something that ties us all together. Yeah, that's right. We all go woo, throwing out shuckers. Yeah. So the captains were <laughs> you friends. Had quote, <laughs> you had a quote of some sort. Yes. Captains were friends. When the Digradia first spotted the abandoned Mary Celeste, Captain Morehouse was particularly concerned when he realised that the abandoned ship belonged to his friend. They may have even shared dinner in New York's Astor House the night before Briggs and the Mary Celeste set sail. When they say may have, a couple of uh, sources said that they did have dinner right. the night before. But I think Others say it was lunch. Well, I oh. think that was from Captain Morehouse's wife like 50 years later. So they're like, how credible. But I seem to flood. remember him going out for dinner that <laughs> yeah. night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what was that lunch? What was, was it lunch? Was it somewhere in between? Was it an early dinner? Elevenses. <laughs> Mutiny has already come up a couple of times. The idea that piracy was the cause was also discussed at length. Mm. However, again, there were no signs of anything being stolen and it was pretty unlikely that pirates would take over a ship just to kill or kidnap everyone and not take any valuable stuff. Unless they wanted that spyglass in the Bionicle. Oh. Was the spyglass taken? Um, Yep. Could have been a magical spyglass to get to a treasure. This could have been the treasure at the center of the Bermuda Triangle. Some maybe. sort of Caribbean thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Genuinely, so. Bermuda Triangle comes up. Yes. As yes. in, that's a theory, even though they were nowhere near it. Yeah, nice. Oh my goodness, how big is this triangle? Yeah. So big. 
Mutiny also seems unlikely. By all contemporary accounts, Captain Briggs was a competent, fair, and rational captain. But mutanty. Mutanty. Oh, my Wolverine. God. Wolverine, Wolverine and the walrus I think paired so. up, maybe. And maybe I reckon the, the cuts along the bow were probably Cyclops because oh. he opens the visor and there's a, there's a portal to a dimension of pure kinetic energy. Mm. Is that what that is? That's what that He's is. He's got a portal in his head? Yes. How do we get in there? I don't know. I don't think you want to. Oh. He stuck it in as a bed. <laughs> <laughs> Jammed it in behind his eyeball. Mm. Bit of fun. Jeez, you wake up the next morning going, what have what I done? Have I, done? <laughs> I won the bet, but what have I lost? Yeah. At what cost? That rhymed nicely. Enjoyable. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Just your sad face. <laughs> what have I lost? What, At what, what cost? cost? <laughs> <laughs> Regret face in there. That feels this like a, is like, good stuff. Like an anti-gambling catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> At what cost? Is that my wallet, Jason? You remember that one? That's my favourite anti-gambling ad. Jason, is that my wallet? No, I remember, I remember that one. I remember credit card got rejected at the supermarket again. Wow. There's like a mum and a young child, like trolley full, but she can't pay for it. Tragic. Probably also Jason. Cute dog. It might have been Jason as well. My favourite was the one where they're like, yes, I've won. And then it goes, sometimes you win. <laughs> yeah, gambling. My, my favourite you know? ones are all the ones with Ben Russell going, gambling's great. Do it more. And I do. Yeah, I say thank Every you, Every time Russell. I see one of those ads. And Xavier Michaelides. I put on a little gamble. Thank you. Mm. Um, so Captain Briggs has a he's got a good reputation. So they're like, why would why would the crew, you know, mutiny? It's one of the reasons why people have been so perplexed by the needless abandoning of the Mary Celeste. It's doubtful that he would have hired men he didn't know well, especially when travelling with his own wife and daughter on board. And even if there had been a mutiny, why would Briggs's crew abandon the ship after seizing control? But maybe they wanted control of the lifeboat. Right. Maybe there's something. So like leave yeah, so yeah, just yeah. take the lifeboat and leave. Yeah. Leave Briggs on the boat. Oh, oh, now shit. you're questioning the the way they do things, Jeff? That's exactly what we're doing. That's wow. a bit rich. That's exactly what we're doing. We're trying to figure out what happens. Do they tell you how to do oh. your job? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone does. <laughs> Natural phenomena has also been blamed for the sudden abandonment of the Mary Celeste. Ooh. The possible appearance of a displaced iceberg. Uh. Oh, yeah. Could explain the cuts on the ship. And the yeah. polar bear. Maybe. Where the polar bear come Holy from. Holy shit. Just floating around on an iceberg yes. for weeks and it's hungry. Yep. And then sees a ship and it's like, oh, Great, dinner. I'll eat, I'll eat everybody on that. Uber Eats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting ages. I will not be paying full price oh, for this. Ba- these guys are barely lukewarm at this point. <laughs> uh, I should have gone to the shops and got it myself. <laughs> Hydrographical evidence suggests that an iceberg drifting so far south was improbable. But, but not, not impossible. impossible. Not impossible. I was thinking. But other ships would have seen it had there been one. So yeah. probably not. Another theory was a submarine earthquake. Okay. Kind of fun. Now we're thinking outside the box. But again, I don't like. Yeah, I don't. I don't really see how that would make them completely abandon ship and disappear. Hmm. You know. Well, unless um, they're all standing on the edge of the boat at the time. Yeah. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Guys, I can, guys, I can see an earthquake happening. Quick, get out of, get out of here. Let's check it out. Yeah, or if, you th- you take, if they're taking a group photo where they're all balancing across the top beam. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like now that classic a, New Yorker one. Yeah. Let's do a silly one. Yeah. yeah, no hands. Oh, no. Whoa. Submarine earthquake. We're all off the edge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, I mean, Except the photographer. But, you know, a photographer goes down with their... Portraits. I'm now wondering if the submariner is involved. He might be involved if there was a submariner earthquake. Yeah. As as um as Jess said, she said submariner earthquake. So yes. Probably mm-hmm. submariner. What's his first name again? Namor. Namor. Oh yeah, that's good. No, no, just name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Matt, you've done it again. 
You can use that one. <laughs> he keeps giving you all the good ones. Mm. <laughs> just handing them to you. Oh. Uh, whoever's editing, please edit all the things I've said out, please. <laughs> just turn his mic off. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> through studying the water temperatures, wind speeds, and wind directions at the time, as well as data from the International Comprehension Comprehensive Ocean Atmosphere Data Sets. Wow. Or iCodes. <laughs> nice. They work backwards. Yeah, Which, they're like this. We iCodes. We've got to make this work. Crazy. Yeah. iCodes. This sucks. Yeah. It's a database that stores global marine information from 1784 onwards. Oh. Our acronym sick bros. We've got to work backwards from that. <laughs> See, international. Sexy. Oh, sexy, yeah. Sexy international. Okay, it's going to be sick bros because we've got to be C and sexy. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a, it's a database that stores global marine information and it's used to study climate change. But by looking at that and all the other info about water temperatures, wind speeds, researchers found that the Mary Celeste was about 120 miles west of where Briggs had thought he was possibly due to a faulty chronometer, a timepiece. So th- that's that was like not that long ago. Like a hundred years later, they've gone, actually, he was here, not here, uh-huh. based on the last oh, sort of note. Right. Isn't that crazy? The day before the ship was abandoned, it also changed course, perhaps seeking some relief from rough seas. It had been pretty choppy. Not that Let's any- go to Ibiza. Guys. Yeah. yeah. No waves there. Fuck yeah. this. This is yeah. crazy. Let's just head for a bit. That's right. <laughs> Not that an experienced sea captain would call for an abandoned ship because the water was a bit choppy. Like, mm. I'm feeling a bit nauseous. Should we just, should we bail? What do you think? <laughs> On its previous voyage, the Mary Celeste had carried coal in her cargo and had also recently been extensively repaired and renovated. The result may well have been a pump became clogged with coal and sawdust. This would explain why one of the ship's two pumps was found disassembled. Oh, I really hope oh. they packed a chimney sweep mm. for the trip. You got they it. would have been able to sort that coal mm. out. Mm. Is that what they they do? They sweep coal out of chimneys? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll learn next week because the number one topic for Blocktober next week <laughs> is chimney sweeps. Yeah. 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 Surely, what is coal but a big piece of soot? So true. Yeah, like a solid soot. Yeah, solid yes. soot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, chop that out, put it in next week, you're done. It's easy. Sorted. Sorted. Without the pump and with cargo, with the cargo hold packed tight, Captain Briggs wouldn't have been able to tell how much water the ship had taken on. And we know because of the Discovery crew that there was about three and a half feet of water. So with Santa Maria in sight on the date of the last entry of the logbook, Briggs may have ordered the ship abandoned while he still had the chance to reach land in the lifeboat. So he could have thought that they would, they'd taken on quite a bit of water in the storms that they'd been going through. He didn't have um, the, that sort of sounding device where they – it's like a big long stick that they put down into oh, the – right. And one, one was found abandoned on the right. deck, and like a makeshift one. A makeshift one. one, that's right. right. Oh. So if they're not really sure how much water they've taken on um, – and they can see land, it, it might have felt like the safest option you to... Go, it's now or never. We gotta, yeah, yeah, if we're yeah. going to abandon, let's go. If we keep mm. going, we're going to be further away. And then if we sink, we're fucked. But no sign of them has ever been found in the lifeboat. Mm. They never made it. Well, we if don't know that. that. Jess hasn't got to the end yet. Never know. Maybe they... And maybe here they, they are! <laughs> <laughs> it's all explained because they said what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to inbreeding, we live forever. <laughs> we're still alive. <laughs> 
Yet another theory focuses on the ship's cargo, those 1,701 barrels of industrial-strength alcohol. Oh, industrial strength. Mm -hmm. The story goes that some of the barrels may have leaked noxious fumes, a theory supported by the nine empty barrels found aboard. These fumes may have built up, causing a small explosion, or at least causing the ship's crew and captain to fear an explosion. Right. Because there wasn't any... Surely they'd see signs of an explosion. Well, just wait. <laughs> guys, guys, have you heard Have you heard of explosions? Let's get out of here. <laughs> the very idea of it. I'm scared. I'm scared. This, the person who at first said, there's no signs of any violence or fire, and now we're just finding... Evidence of everything. There might have yeah. been a small thermonuclear detonation <laughs> in the bowels of the ship. I don't think that whoever it was didn't did they even step aboard. I don't aboard? think they looked at the ship. No. When we said ship, we meant there's one piece of wood left. There's yeah, nothing yeah. else. But I can't see any signs of violence on it. Mm. If they were fearing an explosion, it's possible that the captain ordered a temporary evacuation as a precaution to wait until the vapors cleared. Oh, the vapors. (laughs) I knew it. I knew as I wrote vapors, I was like, this is going to be fun. Um, People then theorized that the lifeboat may have detached and floated away, leaving them stranded. Oh, no. But also, like, isn't the point, wouldn't you have, like, rope, like, oars? Like a lifeboat, it Mm. doesn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Name oars. (laughs) You can have that. Thanks. Oh, actually, I think it was, I think it was like, it's not a dinghy lifeboat. I think it was like a small... Ship with sails. Oh, that's fancy. Like anyway, a like a captain's yacht. I'm not 100% sure. Imagine how fancy you have to be for your little boat on the side to be another yacht. It's a pretty mm. big boat. And that itself has a dinghy. It's got a... Russian... Got a backup for my backup. Dingies. Russian dings. Russian dings. Mm. <laughs> That'll do. <laughs> Russian hu- we're workshopping Russian, is what we're doing. Russian hulls? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like hulls, sure, and dolls. Oh, I like it. Hulls. <laughs> it's not. It's not quite eat anything. Mm. That's what I like about it's it. It's perfect. It's awful. Yeah, it's perfect. That's, right. That's another t-shirt design. Mesos face. Yeah. It's, it's awful. awful. It's, it's perfect. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Somebody wants to design those two t-shirts. Please send them our way. Again from museumhack.com. There was no visible evidence of a cabin fire, though this still leaves open the possibility of, of alcohol- a cabin fire. <laughs> <laughs> We don't know what we're doing here, honestly. (laughs) This still leaves open the possibility of alcohol fumes that never combusted. Even a cool-headed, experienced captain might opt for a temporary evacuation in such a case, especially when his own family was aboard. In fact, one team of scientists put this theory to to test back in 2006, an experiment conducted by scientists uh, at the University College London for a documentary used a replica of the ship and butane gas to simulate an explosion caused by the leaking alcohol. Instead of wooden barrels, they used cubes of paper, and setting light to the gas caused a huge blast, which sent a ball of flames upwards. But that didn't happen. But no. Just wait, but just wait, just wait. it could have happened. Because it's, this is the quote saying, surely the paper cubes would be burned or blackened, or the replica ship would be damaged. Oh. But remarkably, neither happened. Whoa. So Dr. Andrea Seller said, what we created was a pressure wave type of explosion. There was a spectacular wave of flame, but behind it was relatively cool air. No soot was left behind and there was no burning or scorching. That's because of the chimney sweeps. Yeah, that's right. Get in there, fix it. (laughs) So given all the facts we have, this replicates conditions on board the Mary Celeste. The explosion would have been enough to blow open the hatches and would have been completely terrifying for everyone on board. 
Such a massive explosion could have been triggered by a spark caused when two loose barrels rubbed together or when a careless crewman, pipe in mouth, opened a hatch to ventilate the hold during the long crossing from New York to Italy. Right, who are they blaming? I know. That's right. Brutal. They've just wandered into fantasy there. Yeah. Or if oh. a, couple of, a couple of crewmen shared a kiss <laughs> by yeah. a fire, maybe yeah. that would have caused an explosion. A little bit of friction between okay. two bodies. There's heaps of ways that sparks could start. Records show that 300 gallons of alcohol had leaked, more than enough to create a terrifying explosion. It's the most compelling explanation, says Dr. Seller, about their own <laughs> I experiment. Flood said something similar about his. Yeah. <laughs> of all those suggested, it fits the facts best and explains why they were so keen to get off the ship. Mm. So an explosion that leaves no mark of an explosion. That's so- cool. I love that. I'm fascinated as to why they used... Paper cubes instead of barrels. And gas instead of... Yeah, it feels like, if you, why not just do it exactly the same? Mm. I would just like to point out once again that the, the kinetic energy generated from Cyclops' eyes would, <gasps> would in fact cause that pressure wave, but it, but, but no fire because it's not, it's not a laser. Shit. It's not a laser. Would that, it's from a dimension of pure kinetic energy. Could it also have created a spark that blew up the gas from the, the alcohol? Sure, why not? <laughs> Pretty crazy, yes. huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh my God. Pretty, pretty crazy. <laughs> pretty crazy. <laughs> when you put it like that. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, I'm convinced by that as well, Bob. Yeah, it's, um. well. I'm convinced by each thing you say, though. Yeah. <laughs> and several other sources lean towards this theory as well, actually. There were other examples of vessels carrying alcohol exploding around a similar kind of time in history. So um, in his haste to leave the ship before it exploded, Captain Briggs may have failed to properly secure the lifeboat to the tow line. And a sudden breeze could have blown the ship away from the occupants of their little lifeboat, leaving them to succumb to the elements. Oh, Ooh. brutal way to go. Awful way to go. Prefer to explode, probably. Yeah. Quicker. <laughs> yeah. Many versions of the story have been told in 150 years since the Mary Celeste was found floating in the ocean, abandoned. It's in the big book of stories. It is, of course. Oh, nice, yeah. The Los Angeles Times retold the Mary Celeste story in June of 1883 with invented detail. <laughs> including every sail was set, the tiller was lashed fast, not a rope was out of place, the fire was burning in the galley. How was the wiki? Or the pedia? The wiki and pedia were fine. Oh, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you want on a ship. (laughs) The dinner was standing untasted and scarcely cold, the log written up to the hour of her discovery. So it's sort of saying like... They've they've walked on and it's, there's dinner served and it's still warm, but there's nobody there. Making it a lot spookier than exactly maybe it was. Exactly right. In uh, November of 1906, Overland Monthly and Out West magazine <laughs> reported that Mary Celeste drifted off uh, the Cape Verde Islands, some 1,400 nautical miles south of the actual location. Among many inaccuracies, the first mate was a man named Briggs, um, which is not true, and there were live chickens on board. The most influential. They were dead. They were dead. <laughs> the most influential retelling, according to many commentators, was a story in the January 1884 issue of the Cornhill Magazine, and this was an early work of Arthur Conan Doyle, <gasps> Whoa. who at Previous the time topic. was a 25-year-old ship surgeon, and his story, J. Habakkuk Jepson's statement was a little liberal with creative license and terrible at the name of the, J. the story. Habakkuk Jepson. This is I would have called it spooky ship. Spooky ship. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is Arthur a- Conan Doyle spooky ship. Oh, that's I'd a- read I'm that. reading that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And there's sex as well. It would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spooky ship and there's sex. Yeah. <laughs> 
This is a summary of the story from Wikipedia. He renamed the ship Marie Celeste. The captain's <laughs> name was J.W. Tibbs. The fatal voyage took place in 1873 mm. and it was from Boston to Lisbon. The vessel carried passengers, among them the titular Jefferson. In the story, a fanatic named Septimus Goring with a hatred of the white race has had... Is that his full name? Septimus Goring with a hatred of the white <laughs> race? Was, uh, has suborned members of the crew to murder Tibbs and take the vessel to the shores of Western Africa. The rest of the ship's company is killed, save for Jefferson, who is spared because he possesses a magical charm. <laughs> So that's one of the most uh, famous <laughs> interpretations of the story. Wow. And, by one yeah. of the most famous writers ever. Wow. And, and yeah. he got it published in Cornhill Weekly. I know. That's a good get. Can you believe right. it? Cornhill Mag. Um, in I just read that for the articles, actually. <laughs> <laughs> in 1913, the Strand magazine provided an alleged survivor's account from one Abel Fosdyke, supposedly Mary Celeste's steward. In this version, the crew had gathered on a temporary swimming platform to watch a swimming contest when the platform <laughs> suddenly collapsed. All except Fosdyke were drowned or eaten by sharks. Unlike Conan Doyle's story, the magazine proposed this as a serious solution to the mystery, except it was riddled with mistakes and was, in fact, total bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> there were so many stories written that the facts have been a bit lost along the way. Chambers Journal of September 17, 1904, suggests that the entire complement of Mary Celeste was plucked off one by one by a giant octopus or squid. Oh, yep. That's, That's in 1904. Sweet. They're like, big squid. <laughs> or octopus. Big squid got him. Or octopus. But it was big. <laughs> and I got one by one. Dead. <laughs> Done. Done. Solved it. That was good octopus sucker sound effects you did there too. I've lost it now. He got he got in my head. We'll go to the tape. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Other explanations. That was the squid, probably. Yeah, they're very different. Well, I don't know the difference. Other explanations have suggested paranormal intervention. Yes, this is what I'm all about. An undated edition of the British Journal of Astrology describes the Mary Celeste story as a mystical experience connecting it with the Great Pyramid of Giza and the Lost Continent of Atlantis. There it is. Oh. Yeah, that's the stuff. Wow. Two previous topics all rolled up into one. Yeah. Actually, last block you were on Atlantis, the Atlantis episode. The Atlantis, that's yeah. right, yes. Mm-hmm. As Meso alluded to before, the Bermuda Triangle has been in Another as previous... Well. <laughs> What's going on yeah, here? Are we right. at the centre of this? Yeah. <gasps> and then it says that the, the, it might have been sucked into a giant cloaca. So it's covered all the bases. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, even though the Mary Celeste was abandoned in a completely different part of the Atlantic, people were <laughs> like, oh, Bermuda Triangle. The, sea, the sea's the sea, isn't it? It's just, yeah, it's the all ocean's the ocean. It's the same. But it it's all pretty fucking Spooky, actually. It might have got lost in the triangle and been spat out in a different spot. Yeah. We don't know. We don't, we don't know. Are you telling me that that definitely didn't happen? No. Because I'd tell you to fuck off. Well, I didn't say it. <laughs> I would have said I would in that scenario. But I didn't. So I wouldn't. Excellent. I certainly would never. Thank you. Similar fantasies have been considered... Uh, have have considered theories of abduction by aliens in flying saucers, but again, very little evidence. <laughs> what? I know. Oh, there were probably saucers on the ship, weren't there? At the dinner yes. table, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Could have That's one probably... of them been there incognito. Yeah, That's it right. was actually <laughs> an alien. So to this day, it remains a mystery. <gasps> what exactly caused the crew of Mary Celeste to abandon ship 
and disappear forever. They fell off by yeah. accident. Wait, all, all of them. They, they fell off on purpose. Okay. That's <laughs> my guess. They never left. And they were hiding there the whole time. Oh, in plain that, sight, yeah. maybe. In plain yeah, yeah. Sight. They're still there. They're still there now. Yeah, they hid too well. They got trapped Did inside. Did anybody check the barrels? <gasps> Bodies in the barrels, you're thinking? 1,700 of them. As if you're going to check them all. And they were like the, the barrels that had leaked out. Yeah, there's nine empty ones. But nine people on the ship. Oh, my Probably. God. If I, if there I'm was exactly nine people exactly on the ship. Exactly nine people on the ship. Exactly nine people. That's right. I yeah, actually probably. can't remember. It was seven or ten. There were seven hundred and one. But some were little as well. So the, the little, little ones yeah. probably two yeah, kids to a barrel. Two kids to a barrel, yeah, yeah, hiding yeah. and they're just drinking yeah, yeah. on that alcohol. Having a, great time. having a great little barrel party. Yeah. <laughs> they got interrupted by these these jerks like, taking over their ship. Shh, shh, let's quiet. Shh. Let's have a quiet barrel party. I don't want them to join the barrel party. <laughs> Pretend we're not home. Yeah. It's probably that. Yeah. And then there's that that family dynasty in England, the Barrel family. All those weirdos. They live in barrels. Yes. Probably them. <gasps> We've cracked this case wide open. They only really came to light just after this. Yeah, not wow. a coincidence. Can't be a coincidence. That no, barrel family who loved to party in barrels. It could be a coincidence. It could be a coincidence. Now that I think no, about it, it we have cracked that wide open. Mm, the barrels, incredible. incredible. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah. The barrelsons of Barrelshire. Yeah, it's mm. hard to know. Yeah. No, I like that. I reckon that's a coincidence. Yeah, it's probably a coincidence. And now that we've done it as a report, within the next few months, there'll be some sort of. Yeah. Uh, you know, conclusive discovery yep. and we'll know what happened. That's right. The Barrelsons will come clean. That's right. It but- was us all along. We're immortal <laughs> because of our cousin marrying ways. <laughs> but for now, that's all we know, and that is my report. Oh, Mary Celeste. Report. Great job. Alcohol also can doesn't that conserve things or whatever? So if they've all been just in soaking the, up that soaking grog. up the alcohol the whole time that, oh. that maybe they They're olives now. Yes, immortal olives. olives. <gasps> <The forbidden gasps> Is it possible? Olive. <laughs> I hope they're Kalmata, my favourite. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, getting out, out on a limb there. Oh, my favourite olive is Kalamata. Yeah, they're the best. Yeah, obviously. Ooh. People will challenge you. You're kidding. Meso, yeah. I, I Just, dare you. I, I don't know. Just the regular ones. <laughs> you get a Capriccio. Oh, whatever black they olives. Are. Black olives. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Dave was right. <laughs> Told there you basic people. bitches out there. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. <laughs> I was thinking the Kalamatas were the basic bitch one. I hate olives. I hate olives. Okay. Well, so that's the most basic the... of bitches. No, I think that's the badass option. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You shun all olives. That's right. I say, no thanks. Not for me. Mm. Well, that brings us to everyone's favorite section of the show where we thank some of our fantastic Patreon supporters. If you want to get involved, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash pod. And, you know, if you support us there, you really help keep this show a-running. This show's a-running, all right? We're, we're, we're at top speed right now. It's a-running, it's a-jumping. It's a, like a, a real-life Michael Chang. That's right. <laughs> yes. It's a-running, it's a-jumping, it's a-doing a big ace. Yeah. You know, yeah. serving up a big ace. It's yeah. a volleying. That's right. And, and uh, it's a slice backhanding. That's right. Still only 50 years old now. Wow. Still, after all this time. <laughs> the relentless time. march of time has not, <laughs> has not, not caught up in. to you, Michael That's Chang. right. I, yeah. Jeez, I would have guessed older. Yeah, I would have thought so too. But That's it. I mean, it's because he was with so, a, with us all so early. Mm. Mm. He was butter boy when he won that first championship. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to get involved, go along to patreon.com. There's a bunch of different levels. What are some things you can get there, Bob? You can get three bonus episodes per month. You wow. can get access to uh, tickets for live shows, uh, early access. And discounts. And discounts. 
Um, annually, we do a Christmas card, although you've missed out on that <laughs> this time. But you, you can get in early for next year. Get in early for next year. Um, and you get to be part of the Facebook group, which is the nicest corner of the internet. Mesa, I think you've done a bonus episode or two, which is still available up there. I can't, maybe one of them we figured out which Marvel characters we were or something. Oh, yeah, maybe. So I think you're on an episode where we talked about the Great Molasses Flood. I was just thinking about the Great Molasses Flood. Where, yeah, that yeah. is a wild, wild story. Mm-hmm. That, that was a bonus episode, was it? Yeah, big tub of molasses exploded and covered a city. Whoa. Whoa. It was a flood. Of molasses? Of molasses. Okay. No oh, relation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No relation. Uh, the first thing we like to do is for people who join up on the Sydney Schoenberg level or above, uh, they get to give us a fact, quote, or question. This section is actually called fact, quote, or question. It has a little jingle go something like this. Fact, quote, or question. Ding. He always remembers the ding. She always remembers the jingle. And, uh, Mesa, thanks so much for hanging around. You're very welcome. Uh, Most you- other guests are cowards and leave. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Mostly because we say, just go. Go yeah. about your day. That's right, Cass Page. Coward. <laughs> yeah. Cowardly Cass, they call it. Because <laughs> she leaves before the Patreon read. <laughs> uh, Some <laughs> fifth beetle. <laughs> <laughs> I would love love a beef. Yeah, to between two of the nicest people <laughs> in the world. So uh, we'll get stuck into some of these facts, quotes, and questions now. I will read out four each week. I don't read them till I read them, uh, which I know probably makes sense, but that's just um, pre-apologising for any uh, pronunciation mistakes I make. Uh, this first one comes from Christy P. Who I believe uh, it's the first time they've been in the fact quote or question section. You also get to give yourself a title. Christy's gone with Keeper of Random Law Enforcement Trivia. Oh. Uh, oh, gosh, I hope we get some now. Says Keeper. Yeah, what if we don't? Well, <laughs> if, if they're the Keeper of it, I mm. guess they're not going to be the giver of it, That's are they? That's very true. Yeah, you're right. This <laughs> is like, I know some great stuff, can't tell you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wish I could. Yeah, bad luck. Hands are tied. Behind my back with handcuffs. Uh, no, Christy is offering a fact, writing, Hi, guys. Thank you for all you do to keep this podcast going. You're welcome. Just as your humor and fascinating stories have kept me going through COVID, cancer, chemo, and more over the last year. Holy shit, Christy. Hope you're doing okay. Uh, I have a few facts that I thought you would enjoy. Though, of course, I leave it to Jess to determine if they are fun. (laughs) Uh, Hey, I'll say they're grim. No, I'm the grim man. No, what am I? I'm, am I you're dull? Boring. I'm you're boring. You're, you're dull. You're dull. You're the authority on dull facts. I tried to get, get something interesting. Sorry. Yeah, but you couldn't even do that because you're so dull. <laughs> no, I'm really sorry, mate. So I'm really dull guy. God, this guy's dull. <laughs> oh. God. I'm beige. <laughs> Personified. Uh, so Christy Dave writes. Dave Larnicky. Blah. I can do blah facts as well. Yeah, okay. Is that allowed? I think it's very much well, the same as what you already do. Well, Dull I'm trying and blah. to expand my portfolio. Okay. okay. Right, Give mate. me something. Jesus. Okay, you can have blur. Yeah, have blur. Begging for Your it. Yawn folio. <laughs> <laughs> These get worse. God, he's good. <laughs> uh, Christy writes, Hogan's Alley is the name of the mock town at the FBI Academy in Quantico, Virginia, where new agent trainees are faced with realistic scenarios in this urban setting. Hollywood movie set designers were called in to help build the town, which takes its name from a late 1800s comic strip also Hulk called Hogan. Hogan's Alley. Ah. Uh, the Hulk Hogan is silent, I assume. Yeah. And invisible. <laughs> uh, this is the comic strip that introduced the world to the Yellow Kid. Shout out Nick Mason. Oh Holy God. shit, how weird is that? <laughs> Here he is. The first comic book character, yeah. Oh, that is amazing that you got reference in this. Um, 
the bank no, of I get, I get reference a lot. It's <laughs> <laughs> actually not that. No, it's, uh, it's not that crazy. The Bank of Hogan is jokingly referred to as the most robbed bank in the nation. Another of the fake businesses in Hogan's Alley is the Biograph Theatre, whose marquee perpetually announces only one movie showing, Manhattan Melodrama. Why? Because John Dillinger was gunned down outside Chicago's Biograph Theatre after watching none other than the gangster flick Manhattan Melodrama. Wow. Now, that sounds like a fun fact, but I think we'll have to go to James I agree. It sounds fun. <laughs> she's got her, she's hovering her thumb. Let Pointing horizontally at the moment. Think. Oh, I'm a, a little. A man was gunned down. Oh, that is fun. That's very fun. No, that's really interesting. Yeah, that is very fun. I can confirm that's not dull. Okay, yeah. It's not too grim either, though the man was gunned down. Yeah. yeah. But. Do they have like permanent staff at the bank and oh, like, you know, like Disneyland? Teller, sort of but really, they're like a so young, they're actors. Yeah, they're like a Juilliard trained actor. <laughs> That's right. Well, be, be the fantastic. bank teller. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome to ah. Oh, oh no! <laughs> panic button, panic button, etc. Thank you very much, Christy. A fantastic debut. I loved that. Good facts. That was fun. Mm. Uh, the next one comes from Michael Derisi. Uh, okay, I was born in 1990, the best year. Agreed. Correct. <laughs> and Michael is offering a quote, writing, Dumps like a truck, truck, truck. Thighs like a what, what, what. Girl, let me see that butt, butt. Let me see that thong. <laughs> and that quote was from Cisco. <laughs> oh! <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> That's funny because I obviously didn't know what it was yeah. until right at the end. I think he knew that in writing it, that that is exactly <laughs> how you'd read it. Dumps like a what? <laughs> <laughs> Dumps like a truck, truck, truck. Uh, <laughs> I mean, when you he say was, it like that, it sounds ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, was like, he, was, he was like, is this some sort of construction worker? Or what's going on here? Uh, it says, P.S., the 90s were a strange time. Agreed. Mm. Thank you very much for that, Michael. Uh, next one comes from Sophie Shooter. Okay, group mum, I don't care if you think he deserved it. <laughs> don't hit your brother. Good, a good point, well made. Sophie, if I could just interject that Dave did deserve it. <laughs> yeah. Hey. He was making funny faces and at I us. And I gave him a wedgie. And a wet willy. Yeah. Mm, I'm bleeding from both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot to cut nails. my nails. <laughs> we did it at each year at a time. <laughs> each year at a time? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Sophie's got a suggestion writing. Being lucky enough to have family living in the most beautiful part of my country, South Devon, I have visited the area every year. Even made it down there in 2020. Last year, I did a day trip, 180 miles each way. But this year, it's looking unlikely, which makes me deeply sad. So my suggestion is to everyone, do whatever you can to get to your happy place. Oh, oh what if it mines South Devon? Yeah, do what you can to get there then, I've Dave. I've never been, yeah. We should go there. Or we maybe are we, are we there now? Uh, when we're over, yeah, we could be. I think, we're, you know, it's... Let me tell you, from Bristol, how far it is to drive, which is the closest we're going to get. Because we should go there and have scones the proper way. Cream first, then It's an hour and, half, hour and a half I've, I've, drive I've, I've never Devon. thought about it. I don't know which one. Well, no, I'm not I'm, I'm not asking your opinion. I'm <laughs> okay, good. saying good, Devon. I don't have an opinion, Matt. Devon does it right. So Devon, Devon's the home of Devonshire, not not Devon the um, 
the weird manufactured meat. No, yeah, I think that, yeah, I don't know where Devon the weird manufactured meat's from, but possibly also from Devon. Maybe. Makes some now, sense. where did it go? Oh. Devon and sauce sandwiches. Bring it back. <laughs> Delish. Jeez, I've already looked up, Matt. Um, Strasbourg, another <laughs> classic. <laughs> On my list to one day get to is um, Agatha Christie's old house. This guy. This guy, you reckon, Stel? <laughs> <laughs> it's an old mansion in Torquay. Beautiful. But uh, I don't think it's only open on Saturdays and Sundays when we're there, and I don't think it's going to line up with our schedule. So not this time. I'm sure you were looking up something else. When? Why have you come back with that? Why am I coming up? Because that's down that way. Okay, gotcha. It's only a little bit further on from <laughs> okay. Devon. Yes. Torquay is in that way. You drifted off. But this will be the third time this year that Dave's in Europe. So I don't. I, I think you'll get there pretty soon. And mate. In, none of the, in none of those. Of the three trips that I visited Torquay, so yeah. How Cry much? Do, how Cry much do you want it? Oh, yeah. it's on my list of things to do. Yeah. You know, we have a Torquay. Australia's got a Torquay. Yeah, yeah. go to that Torquay. It's, like a, it's like a couple of hours away, mate. Yeah, yeah. It's got go great there. surf clothes Beautiful. second shops. Yeah, doesn't have a, doesn't have a, surf in clothes the, second shops. In the it's <laughs> probably a better way to say that. In the nineties, that's two thousands weird time. Um, those places were epic. Yeah, when oh, yeah. surf brands were all the rage. Yeah, those surf outlets. clothes second shops. Yeah, like you know what we're talking about. Like uh, like the Rip oh, Curl out the outlet. outlets and stuff yes. like that. Gotcha. Rip yeah. Curl outlet. Oh, I Billabong. thought you were having a stroke. You want a you want a, a checkered belt? You get yourself a yeah, checkered yeah. belt there. Yeah, hundred percent. Right, yeah. You want yeah. last season's Rip Curl t-shirts? Hell yeah, they're still cool. That's right. Yeah, you want a farting dog t-shirt? Hell yeah, I do. Yeah, that's right. My brother had so many of those. <laughs> I found them so funny. I got the best Rip Curl ski jacket one time. It was like royal blue up top and then like the yeah, brightest no, can, red we, down the bottom. Matt, we can see. Yeah, yeah right Well, now. I'm for the listeners at home. <laughs> I'm sweating in here. Uh, thank you, Sophie, for that inspirational uh, suggestion. It is nice. Finally, we've got one from Andrew Swibes, a.k.a. Swibesy. A.k.a. Swibesy. I mean, that's what you should have gone with, Swibesy, but... He's going with uh, senior junior president of trying to get my partner's topic picked. Okay. Oh. And Swibesy is well, we offered. Well, we do respond well to bullying. <laughs> <laughs> Swibesy is offered a fact writing. My partner suggested a topic of the 2003 blackout of the North. The <laughs> it's, it's hard to pick a topic when it's written like that. <laughs> I, I should mention, I don't read these, so I read them. Ooh. I mean, other, May, so if you hadn't pre-read the, the word 2003, That's true. how would you know how to? to... <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't even get the first bit out. No. My partner suggested a topic of the 2003 blackout of the northeast of the US and most of Ontario, Canada, and it would be a wicked report. It all stemmed from a tiny computer issue in, yes, you got it, Akron, Ohio. Akron, <laughs> Ohio. It's probably the black keys what done it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, or the, yeah, or the, kicked the plug out. Yeah. Right. Doing their rock and roll. <laughs> You know, they like? Yeah, two guys, but geez, they make a big sound. Oh, bloody racket, I tell you what. <laughs> uh, and left five, uh, 55 million people without power for two days, Oof. including New York City. So I just wanted to pump up her suggestion and to get it on your radar. Cheers, you are all the best. I don't I mean, know I if that's yeah. to you or not. Yeah, Mesa, no, it is. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think we've covered it pretty <laughs> Yeah, pretty handily. I know, that's the problem with you giving us a, a rundown. I feel like the story's now been told. Yeah. Maybe there's colourful characters, though. It's probably yeah. colourful characters okay. running about in the dark, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, if, if so, we'll, you'll hear a lot of beeps. If the, if you just heard a lot of beeps while I was talking then, that's because we're about to do the topic. Yeah. If you didn't hear any beeps, 
count that as a mini report. <laughs> mini, mini. Mini, mini. Nah, good on you. Thank you very much, Swabzy. Oh, sorry, senior, junior, president. I'm trying to get my partner's topic picked. Could be blocked October 2023. Who knows? That's the right. campaign starts now. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm, that's right. Uh, it does sound fascinating. Um, some people in America will put out for a couple of days. All right, so the... <laughs> oh, my God. Ah, the sassy bitch is back. Wow. <laughs> so the next thing we like to do uh, is shout out to a few of our other great supporters. Jess, you normally come up with a bit of a game based on the topic at hand. Can we name their boat? Oh, yeah. Yes. I would love to do name that. Name their ship? Fantastic. Um, maybe because maybe the three of us... Mesa, unless you need uh, our help, do you want to name all the ships? I was going to say, this sounds like me doing more work, but all right. (laughs) (laughs) I would love all your help, but let's see what we can do here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can can direct it. You you can conduct traffic here. Okay, terrific. All right. If I may kick us off, I'd love to thank from Address Unknown. Mm. Can I only assume from- Bermuda Triangle, probably. Probably (gasps) from the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. It is Storm McDonald. (laughs) Oh, my God. Storm, stay away from my ship. Yeah. Holy shit. That's a great that name. That is great. Wow. I look, I wouldn't normally set set the trend so early, but I would just, if, if that was your name, I would just call my ship the Storm McDonald. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. That is a brilliant ship name. Holy shit. If that's, that's your real name, I mean, even yeah. if it's not, fantastic work. Is that work. a play on Norm McDonald? <gasps> oh, my God. Right? Could it be? Yeah. It's and not a Norm McDonald wrestler yeah. character. That's right. <laughs> or is Norm McDonald a play on Storm McDonald? Oh, Maybe it is, yeah. Fuck, that makes question. you think, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, an, I'm an overdrive over here. I've got to sit back. Storm McDonald, captain of the Storm McDonald. I love that. We're off to a hot start. Yeah. Oh, are they all going to be in charge of their own shit? Well, maybe. <laughs> I'd love Depends to. Depends how good their names are. That's the problem, though, isn't it? Oh, but the problem is all our supporters' names are brilliant. Yeah. And they're all hot. Yeah. yeah. Wild coincidence. Yeah. Uh, next one. The next one is from Bourne in Cambridge in Great Britain. It's Anarchy Visser. I mean, tell me what? that's not a brilliant name. That is a brilliant name. Mm. Anarchy Visser. Anarchy. What What about like um, the Panicky? Yeah, that's actually very oh. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> panicky the Goose. Pa- <laughs> nice. That's very- it's like a goose that's flustered. Yeah. And there's something wrong with the motor in it, so it's all jittery yeah, yeah, the whole yeah, time, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Very discounted tickets to board the, the panicky goose. Uh-huh. But they do like eight tours a day. So yeah. they're actually still doing quite well as a it's, business. It's one of those docked ships that's a, basically just an English pub. But yeah. again, it's all jittery. So all the yeah. cutlery and all the plates. And... Yeah, it's part of the experience. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of and, alcoholics and... like going there because they're like, well, <laughs> no, that's not me shaking. <laughs> the waiters are very rude. Once a day, ones. they let a, an angry goose into yes. the built and then let everyone cheers. Yeah, 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 the yeah, goose is here. Bloody hell. All right, I'd love to thank also from Address Unknown, can only assume from the Bermuda Triangle, everyone whose address is unknown, you also you don't get the postcards because you haven't given us an address, obviously. Anyway, <laughs> I'd love to thank from the Fortress of the Moles in the Bermuda Triangle, it's Travis Sims. Okay, well, I'm thinking The Sims. Okay. Yep. okay. okay. I'd love to know your um, process later, but okay, we'll talk right. about that off air. I think their ship should be called The Removed Ladder. <laughs> my favourite thing the, to do. In the tradition of The Sims, where yeah. you, you, you put your Sims in the in the pool and you take the ladder out and they drown. Yeah. Which yeah, I think yeah. is perfect for a, for a ship as their well. Their lifeboat is called Woohoo. Yeah. <laughs> as well. That's sexy. That's sexy. Oh. That's that's the Sim version of fucking. Oh, really? Woohoo. Whoa. And and they still obviously they it's very graphic when they <laughs> show them wooing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Extreme close-ups. It is pornographic. Yeah. 
do not play it with your children. <laughs> Jess, would you like to thank a few of our great supporters? I would love to. I would love to thank, again, from Address Unknown. God, this is getting spooky and mysterious. Yeah, where have all these people gone? <gasps> do you I think they're descendants of the people from the, the boat? We can only assume, oh, yes. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> I would love to thank Ryan Brickley. Ryan Brickley's a great name. Yeah, that is it a great is, name. isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... Okay, anybody got an idea? Oh, the wet brick. The wet brick. The wet brick. You don't want that in a boat. Mm, That's right. Brick sink. It's it's ironic. It's it's an ironic Uh, name. Ah, okay. Because it's the fastest ship on the seven seas. Yeah, I love that. The wet brick. The wet brick. The slippery brick. The slippery brick. (laughs) Slippery brick. (laughs) Yes, please. I like that very much. I like that very much. Thank you, Ryan. All aboard. Um, (laughs) I'd also love to thank from Rock Hill in South Carolina, Dave Wiley. Oh, Dave oh. Wiley. Mm, the coyote. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's a, a, a the coyote. Oh, it has a button next to the word coyote, and <laughs> yeah. you hit that, and it howls. The yeah. wet coyote. Oh. <laughs> the, wet, the slippery coyote. <laughs> slippery coyote. <laughs> and in brackets, sound oh. of howl. Yeah, yeah. Oh. That's good. Um, the slippery coyote. <laughs> Finally, for me, I would love to thank from Maylands in Western Australia, Emma Vinkovic. Emma Vinkovic. I Again, love that's that. That's a fucking great that's name. Such a freaking mm. great name. All these names are so we'll, freaking good. Uh, the Unsinkovic. <laughs> nice. That's good. Yeah. That's great. That's good. But also dangerous territory. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what but you want. You Emma's want a badass. Of, you want the thrill of the ocean. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You want to challenge. You want the... to spit in the face of the ocean. Yeah. And dare Titanic them style. To kill you, ironically. Yeah. Like, yeah. Go on. I think you're smart to call your ships unsinkable. Definitely. Yeah. Makes sense. Pride becomes Titanic. before the fall into the ocean. That's right. Never to be seen again. Thanks so much for your support, Emma. I would like <laughs> to thank a couple of people, if you don't mind. Sure. I'd like to mind. think from you don't mind. I don't mind. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> from Wellington in New Zealand, Stevie Jepson. Ooh, Stevie oh, Jepson. Stevie Jepson. Little Stevie Jepson. Oh, is that little Stevie Jepson? I see. <laughs> I haven't seen you since you were four inches past the Quiddly Ding. <laughs> the Quiddly Ding's a good name for a boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think well, I was going to call it the Carly Ray, but but the, quid, uh, the, the Quiddly quid, Ding. The Quiddly Ding. The S S The Quiddly slippery ding. Quiddly Ding. <laughs> SS standing for slippery. Yep, that's, that's cute. Right. I love that. From uh, Wellington in New Zealand, but obviously an expat of Shropshire or something. No, that was my New Zealand accent. Oh, that was yeah, New Zealand. That's right. <laughs> I, Gosh, think you're I, good. I nailed it. Yeah. Kiwis are like, I've never actually picked up a Jess as one of us. Well, I'm not, you fools. <laughs> yeah. But I'm a masterful actor. Hey, I'd love to hear your uh, interpretation of this accent from location unknown, mm-hmm. Graham McVean. Is that? Little Graham McVean. <laughs> Little Graham. <laughs> McVean. Maybe is there something in the in McVean? Or is there something in the Graham? Okay, oh. so yeah, of course. Ham, uh, like ham, mac, mm. mac and cheese, mac, ham and cheese. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, more vein, like an okay, ov- oven. Okay, an oven. Yeah, a okay. wet oven. Wet, wet oven filled <laughs> wet with mac food. and cheese. Mac che- wet, che- wet, wet, wet mac cheese, and cheese. Wet, wet che- cheese. The slippery cheese. The slippery cheese. <laughs> the slippery cheese. <laughs> oh, what's that, what's that squeaky cheese? Oh, uh, halloumi. Halloumi. The, yeah. The, well, yeah. no, the squeaky cheese. No, exactly. What about the squeaky cheese in brackets? Halloumi. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> no, it has a button. And you press a button and it's just a person saying, halloumi. halloumi. <laughs> the cheese you're looking for is halloumi. <laughs> That's silly. Anya Little Graham. This might be the best batch of names we've ever had, and we always have great batches. Yeah. Mm. And finally, and for great this- bitches. Yeah. Oh. A lot of pressure on this last one here, David. Here Better bring do. us home strong. Well, finally, from the batch, from Canberra in Australia, it is 
Daria Sigma. Okay, Ooh. you've landed okay. that. That's right. a great Daria yeah. Sigma. Holy shit. That's good. Now, Sigma is like a Greek letter. Yeah. Is that right? And it also was an old uh, make of Mitsubishi. The USS Roundabout. Oh, yeah. In honor of Canberra. Canberra. <laughs> Canberra. God, they got a lot of roundabouts. I know, right? They're known for it. What a joy. The USS Roundabouts, fireworks and pornography. Yeah. It's the only good Quant- thing. Quantico. No, not Quantico. What's their thing with the K? Questacon. The Q? Questacon. What's Questacon? It's like science works, but oh. better. Oh, my God. Now I know four things about cameras. This is incredible. Although I haven't been to Questacon since I was about 11, mm-hmm. but in my head, still the best place ever. Great. The and one... I've been to Disneyland twice. <laughs> you don't know about the Mercantile Mutual Cup from the 90s of the Canberra Comets? Oh, now I do. Murph Hughes played there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Michael Chang ever played there? I don't, ever, I don't know if Chang ever made it. Okay. But didn't... um. Who told us recently that uh, Jackie Chan is from Canberra? Do you know that? Huh. Is, that, is it from or spend a lot of time in Lives Canberra? Same, same. He used to be the Prime Minister of Australia. That might explain it. Yes. Yeah, oh, that's, that's why. why. Went to school there. Living in the lodge. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember who told us that, but what a fun fact that Kira was. House, so many broken windows and just... Yeah, smash through fridge doors or whatever because he's always doing his stunts in there. Always stunting. Always stunting. Always stunting. Thank you so much to Daria, Graham, Stevie, Emma, Dave, Ryan, Travis, Anarchy, and Storm. The last thing we like to do is welcome some people into our Triptych Club. Only one inductee this week. Now, Meso, if you don't know, the Triptych Club is a very special place. Oh, yes. Close your eyes and let me describe it to you. I will not close my eyes, but I will let you describe it to me. There's red velvet everywhere. Oh, that's great. If you want there to be. Oh, yeah. It's up to you. Okay. Okay. Right. Can you picture that? Yeah. Can you it- picture if you want to? Red Velvet? Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, but it's basically a club where people who are uh, supporting us on the shout-out level or above for three straight years, they get a one-way ticket to paradise. And that paradise <laughs> is this club, the Triptych Club. One-way ticket to paradise makes it sound like we kill them. Mm. Well, Or sex them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and once I sex you... You, you die. You, you die. <laughs> You orgasm forever until you die. It's a real succubus club. (laughs) Uh, So I'm on the door. I've got the list here. It's only got one name on it this week. I'm about to lift the velvet rope and welcome them in. Dave's up on the stage. He's the hype man. He's the MC. He's going to bring you in, hype you up. The whole crowd is there chanting your name. Uh, Just behind the bar. You normally come up with a a cocktail based on the topic. What's the Mary Celeste cocktail? Yeah, I've got a, a, a red rum barrel yep um it is leaking so <laughs> i'm needing to i'm filling these glasses quite quickly it's got bundaberg red apparently is, is, uh, is what i have yeah great um a very smooth version of bundy rum mm. and i'm uh, mixing it with i don't know your choice of mixer ginger beer coke that's you'd it. have a bundy and bundy then bundy and bundy bloody hell that oh, sounds yeah, good could do ginger beer yeah you're right uh, Dave, you normally book a band. I don't know. I'm if also ma- serving, maybe I'm also serving salted okay. meat. I'm not sure. Maybe you both booked a band. Great. Have you booked a You're a also band? serving meat. Salted meat. <laughs> oh, salted, oh, salted meat. And meat. cabbage. Okay, yeah. There has been a, a bit of a mix-up. <laughs> oh, that's up. not a yeah. good recipe. There has well, been a mix-up. <laughs> it's two musical artists and they have to perform at the same time. Oh, okay, great. Uh, Who is it? Um, on three. Yep. <laughs> One, <laughs> two, three. Carly Rae Jepsen. Wayne Wright. Oh, oh, that's actually not bad. Not Rufus May yeah. Wainwright. Yeah, that's yeah, okay. Good. All right. Uh, fantastic. All right, Dave, are you ready to hype this person up? Oh, so uh, there's one person. They're coming in. We're giving them a bit of a, yeah. a massage as well to get them hyped up. Oh. Like they're going into a boxing ring. Hold my hand, Dave. I've, we've got this. <sighs> Thank you, Jess. Here and, we go. Uh, obviously, everyone in there <laughs> and our new inductee, please hang around for the after show with Carly J. Repson and 
Rufus Mo Wainwright. Rufus, so close. Don't worry Rufus about Mo Wainwright. <laughs> We'll fix it in post. Yeah, it's fine. fine. Kelly Joe Repson's playing Golden Plains next year. I'm holding my arm in a weird angle to oh. hold Dave's hand. I need you to get this over. All right. Yeah, that's right. Please welcome. And if this is your name, please step forward. From Penticton in Canada, it's Matthew Bohr. Ain't nothing boring about yeah. this, Matthew. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's done it. God, he's good. See how good that was? That was fantastic. I think it's because I was holding his hand. Yes, I think Can that's all. Can you do that every week? Of course. Of course. Of course. Now, welcome to the stage, Carly J. Repson <laughs> and Rufus Mo Wainwright. Uh, make yourself at home, Matthew Ball. Carly Ray Jepson and Rufus Wainwright <laughs> tribute acts. There are. Uh, well, that brings us to the end of the episodes. Thanks so much for joining us, Mason. Where can people find you? I have a podcast called The Weekly Planet where we talk about movies and comic books and TV shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, Such a great show. I think it peaked time. probably about four or five years ago when I was on an episode. Oh, yep, for sure. Mm-hmm. But... I believe but it's still going. Right, but I mean, that was such a high. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're just going to ride it till the end, I reckon. Yeah. 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 Uh, love the show. It's so good. You and Meso, which is you and yeah. James. <laughs> the three the of other you Meso, together. I like to think of it as the other Meso. <laughs> the third Meso. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you're a fantastic trio, you three. And um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. love listening to you every week. Uh, Bob, do we need to tell anyone anything? Yes. <laughs> that next week concludes. Oh, man. Blockbuster Toba, Topher Grace. Blovember, wow. whatever the fuck this has become. Wow. Um, it's all led to this. It's all led to we got one yeah. more, which is very, very exciting. And then we're back to, you know, our regular programming, which means we're taking your suggestions. So if you've got a topic that you've uh, seen a YouTube video on and that's went, right. that's interesting. Um, maybe, you, maybe you were somewhere and the lights went out for two days. You're like, what the fuck's <laughs> going on? Buddy? What the heck happened to this? I'm going to do some research on this. Don't bother. Just send it to us. Maybe you've we'll got do. an idea for a movie. Yeah. And you you want the shortcut to getting it green lit? Send it our That's way. True, yeah. Mm-hmm. So That's there's a link. Spielberg's listening to this. There's a link in the show notes and on our website, dogoonpod.com, where you can suggest a topic. Um, you can support us at patreon.com forward slash dogoonpod, and you can find us at dogoonpod across all social media. Maybe a guy won a tennis thing quite early on in his life, like he was quite <laughs> yeah, young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe and you want to hear about that. Maybe he's oh. only like in his fifties now. Yeah. Wow, only just just hit fifty. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That wow. does sound like a fairy tale. God. Does doesn't it? Yeah, makes you think, doesn't it? Yeah. There is actually quite a famous match that Michael Chang played. Really? We could talk about it. I would love to hear about <laughs> it. Okay, about well, it. put it in the hat, people. Yeah, put it in if you want to hear about that famous match, which mm-hmm. even could have been Dave, that French Open and final. Jess was talking to you. Put it in the hat if you want to hear it. This okay. isn't the place to talk. Hold on, about I'm typing it. it as we speak. <laughs> if you could, and it's in. Why well, you I guys know. have desk computers now? Yeah, yeah, we're very wealthy. Yeah, that's incredible. Now, Dave, please boot this baby home. Hey, we'll be back next week with the number one most requested, most voted for topic for Blockbuster Toba 2022. But until then, I'll say thank you so much, Nick Mason. You're very welcome. Thanks and thank for you, me. thank you for everyone at home for listening. We'll be back next week, and until then, goodbye. Later. Bye. Do go on forever. <laughs> 
Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person. From payments to inventory, Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash retail 23. Shopify.com slash retail 23.